Hey, everybody, Jimmy Pardo here. Never Not Funny is right around the corner. Uh, but first, I want to tell you about a new true crime show from Airwolf called Stranglers. That's right, true crime, baby. It's not comedy. Something a little different from uh, the folks over at Airwolf, uh, but it's good. It's really good, and I think you're going to love it. Stranglers is an investigation into one of the most infamous unsolved serial killer cases of all time, the Boston Strangler. Fifty years ago, 30 women were murdered, launching the biggest manhunt in Boston's history, and we still don't know who really did it. You're going to learn all about the lives of the victims from friends and family, hear from the detectives close to the case, and get clues from the investigators still on the job. Subscribe to Stranglers on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, and stay tuned at the end of this episode to hear a sneak preview of Stranglers. Now, here's Never Not Funny, also a mystery. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way, cause it's been one of those days. You want daddy to give you the business? And you got it. Oh, I didn't expect that. No, I reject your premise. What is my name? Yeah, turn your back. I'll take a swing at you, old man. You've stunned me to silence, sir. My show, my rules. Live, on tape. It's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hello, everybody, indeed. Yes, welcome into the program. We're laughing over here because if we didn't, we'd cry. Uh, <laughs> welcome into Never Not Funny, episode 1914? 15. 1915. Uh, welcome into the program. I've got some soup in front of me that's hotter than... Uh, than I would like it to be, so I'm gonna. I may or may not, uh, from time to time, trying to finish my soup. Mm-hmm. Um, I, to, I usually like to finish my. It's my lunch. I like to finish that prior to our taping, but it's so. Uh, it's so hot, my soup. How hot is it? Well, it's so hot. It's so hot. You want to talk about hot? One time we had Raza and Ava Gabor on the show, and I look over and be goddamn that Tim Conway and Harvey Corman are tag teaming the two of them. God. That's some hot puss. <laughs> That's back when you can grab pussy. <laughs> These are famous guys. You can do that again, sir. Yeah, welcome back to welcome back to the old days, huh? The new boss, same as the old boss, grabbing puss. <laughs> right? We had a little time. Okay, that fucking trumpet goes. We were very clear about the trumpet. <laughs> that trumpet. That was now that that came up on the players' club, did yes. it not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we, I, I knew this, and I hadn't said anything to you, Jimmy. But it turns out every time we do Dirty Carson, and then I jump in with McMahon. It turns out that Elliot has been making a trumpet noise so that he can round out the trio by being Doc Severinsen, and uh, that is not acceptable. <laughs> no, we've made it very clear. You are not part of this bit. This bit's already one person heavy. <laughs> Half the time, you pull references. Like, I wish I could think of a something related to the Gabors or Harvey Corman. <laughs> Green Acres, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about Green Acres. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. I, I couldn't. Green couldn't Acres is the place to be. You have to keep it slightly closer to my. I have era. to tell you this. My wife has already yelled at me. She goes, you can't say Joyce DeWitt one more time. You can't bring up Joyce DeWitt. Poor Joyce DeWitt. Poor Joyce. Joyce gets hit hard at this. My brain gives me the same four names. And quite frankly, I was thrilled I came up with the Gabors, even though he's as obvious as they are. Well, based on our last two Burbank live shows, I'm sure Joyce DeWitt will show up at Flappers tonight and then we'll be able to have it out. Speaking of wit, how bizarre uh, to talk about the curse for a second. Yeah. Leon Russell, we we just talked about Leon. 
Yeah. We, we talked about Leon Russell. We also talked about Hillary Clinton's candidacy. God, Christ. <laughs> Listen, no. we talked about it at length on the Players Club last week. Uh, I don't want to belabor it. I, I quit using the word belabor, Jim. Uh, <laughs> it... Um, Look, we're almost a week in uh, past the election. By the time you guys hear this episode, it'll be a week in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still a shit storm. Um, it's still I, I, I listened back to that episode because I wanted to hear the people were uh, tweeting and emailing about how they were they were glad that we they, they like the way that we our take on that. Yeah. And listening back, I actually quite honestly, I, I think we handle it better than I remember doing it in the moment. Well, it's weird because we've all been through so many emotions in the last week, particularly since we recorded that. So whenever, whatever our emotions were in that hour and a half, we, we were like, I've gone through 17 different things since then. I don't really remember, but people were saying we were being hopeful, which I vaguely recall, but didn't feel after the fact. No, I didn't feel it. And that's what I thought too. I thought like, but, but I do remember we were feeling hopeful in that. All we could do is hope that he's a good president. Right now, what we've seen in the past five days are proof that we're fucked. <laughs> so I will, all that hope, uh, goes away with two words, Steve Bannon. And I'm also sick of this bullshit. I'm gonna, and, and then we'll get, we're going to get to comedy. But there are people that did not, did not Can hear. Can I say something about that real quick, too? Yeah. We were, we're always going to be funny, and we are never going to stop talking about what's happened to our country. That's, that is our right. If you don't like it, you probably should check out. But you also should be I, – I encourage everyone to not take your eye off this at all. Like, I don't care what side you're on. I don't care who you voted for. If you voted for Trump – your obligation is to watch him and 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 see mm-hmm. what's happening. And if you didn't, I think you've already have plenty of motivation to do so. But we're going to talk about what's happening in our lives, and what's happening in our life right now is that is, 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 our country is a mess. It was a mess. It's a bigger mess. I'm sorry I interrupted, but I just want to make people but, clear to but, you know that's that's what's going to happen. We're going to be funny. We're going to do our job. But you cannot fault us for talking about what we're feeling. That's what we do on this show. Well, and also what you interrupted, and, and you did interrupt, and there will be a post-show meeting about that. <laughs> you interrupted to basically say what I was about to say. Anybody that doesn't want this, see you later. And I mean that. We're business. We're businessmen, first and yeah. foremost. We want people to listen to our show because we make money for, with the advertising. Not a lot, but we make some. Right. And you know, with the Players Club, we, we do okay. But, I mean, it's like... So to tell people stop listening, get away, get out. I've been saying that for humor and or and or serious since we started. Right. Like listen or don't listen. Those are your two options. But I will not tolerate people telling, sending me an email to grow the fuck up. I won't tolerate that bullshit. Right. I will not tolerate anybody in this room being told, "Hey, you lost. Move on." Fuck you. Right. You had eight years, and again, this isn't for me. It's not even political. Right. If, if Ted Cruz has won, had won, I would. That's the system, right. and it sucks. And now, to speak to what you said at the Players Club, we had our eight years. Now they have their eight years, and hopefully in eight years, or maybe only, hopefully only four if it was yeah. Ted Cruz. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then we'd be us, and, and it would volley back and forth, and, and that's how this country works. Right. This is not that. Right. And so to tell me to put my big boy pants on, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> this is a man that ran on hate. And if you want to, by the way, my family and I, we went down to the rally uh, on Saturday mm-hmm. and uh, marched uh, downtown. And it felt good to be around that. It felt good to be around. Uh, I, I'm not a fan of the he, he's not my president. I'm not a fan of that. Uh, I wanted it to be more in, engulfed in let's let's you know love Trump's hate. I wish it was more of that. Yeah. Um, but uh, God, I got off of there. It, 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 this is uh, what the fuck was my point? Uh, oh, the rally. If you compare us 
unhappy with this election, protesting the outcome of the election with people doing hate crimes. You're a fucking moron. Yeah. That's, and I mean that sincerely. And if, if that means you don't want to listen to me anymore and you want to unfollow me on Twitter and if you want to tell me to go fuck myself, no. so be it. But fuck you because Gary Cockrell's a homosexual. If he's afraid to walk down the street and Elliot's a Jew, you and I are the safest two guys in this room. Mm-hmm. You think about the Latino and, and, and the Muslim. People are walking down the street and getting their, uh, I'm going to say it wrong, hajib, mm-hmm. uh, ripped off their head. That's not the same as somebody walking down with a not my president sign. Right. And to, to compare. So when, when I say on Twitter, hey, how about President-elect on day one, you denounce all this negativity, this hate being said mm-hmm. in your name. And your response to me is. How about your side? Stop doing these. That's not the same fucking thing. No, but it's the same false equivalence that we saw throughout the campaign that somehow a private email server is the same as grabbing a pussy. That's Mm. it's it's all the same. It doesn't. Mm. They're both flawed. They're both flawed. You know, sexual harassment. That's the same thing as as uh, as as strategizing with your own party as to how to win a primary. That's the same. It's all the same. I'm sorry, I really got off on a tangent here. But <laughs> you really, and you also really had to eat some soup. But I, I mean, politics is one thing, but let's eat this fucking soup. I gotta get that you soup. Know. I gotta get uh, now, eat now, soup while you can. Well, you can. well, now it's getting cold. Yeah. Oh, so I, man. It, you're right. And before they come in and they take it away from me, because right. I, I, from what I understand, now listen, you remember I ran on the party of choice of soups. You know <laughs> that. I've been saying choice of soups since so, high school. Yeah, that's you've been a long time. You might have been the founder of that party. And there's a very good chance we will no longer have choice of soups. Wow. Anyway, I do apologize. I, I don't apologize. I, I know that I lost. I literally there for 90 seconds wasn't funny well because we went through the phases if we were hopeful on thursday or we were we were wishing so that's uh, denial was really what we were doing at that well point. i think we were yeah we were in denial we were a little numb you know i know i felt i was feeling a little numb about the whole thing because i it's to me it's overwhelming to consider the uh you know the circumstance like to, to consider what could be coming and we we obviously hope for the best we like you said on thursday and and people who aren't in the players club didn't hear this but i i think we all feel we're all hoping that donald trump is the greatest president of all time of all time we all wish for that but there's a difference between hope and preparation and reality and and being vigilant and i think you know we all have to uh, prepare for the worst because there's been ample evidence that this guy uh, he's told us what he wants to do. There's no mistaking it. It's not like, I wonder if he wants to deport Muslims. He said he did. Right. He said that. He, he, and he but, said it on 60 Minutes on Sunday, from what I understand as well. He's, that, that's one of his first priorities is to deport, to, to focus on, on dealing with the deportation issue. Right, but he didn't specifically I, Muslim. I think he meant uh, illegal. That, that was illegal. Oh, I'm but, sorry, yeah. But, you know, he even in that interview, he was... Trying to, it was like it was almost like the first time ever that he was trying to be a politician and walking both uh, both yeah. sides. Like mm-hmm. he didn't one hundred percent commit to Roe v. Wade. At the same time, he said, "Well, they can go to different states." Like right. he's making his base happy so that they don't all of a sudden go, "Hey, he did lie to us." <laughs> Maybe all these protests are right. This guy was a con man. We were con. How dumb of me. Well, now I can do something about it before he gets in in, in January. They're not going to do anything about it. They've already stopped paying attention. They won the big game. They're, now they're celebrating, and then they move on with their lives, and their lives won't change at all until it changes Oh, it's going to change, right. But slowly, and in a way that, again, makes them blame the wrong people. So it won't be like, oh, our lives are magically better. They'll psychologically feel better for a little while, and then they'll go back to whatever their life was. And if things don't improve, if they don't get the job that they wanted brought back, They'll get angry at minorities. They'll, he'll scapegoat the people that he's already been scapegoating. And uh, well, he's already being a child too with the with the tweeting out about the New York Times. They're yeah. 
subscription bases dropping because they were anti. It's like you're the president elect. Yeah. You want to talk about putting pants on? Put some pants on. Of course, it's Tim. It'll be ill-fitting pants. <laughs> Very b- blousey and baggy. As we talked about on the players, that that whole family, other than the, I guess just the. Uh, Somehow Ivanka, I don't know if they sent her to another family to be raised. Like she dresses, like she looks like a, the rest of them are cartoons and she's like a regular person. Yeah. You you know anything about that, Eric? I don't know. You putting a tie on, Don Jr.? I'm going to put a tie on. Yeah, me too, Eric. Dad says put ties on. Should we put ties on? Yeah, but I'm thinking about a polo tie. I think uh, that Dwight Yoakam's good music. Why does Dwight Yoakam get hurt in this? I don't know. That was a weird turn. Like, Dwight Yoakam's fine. Yeah, I meant to say Toby Keith. Yeah. I meant to say Toby Keith, and Dwight Yoakam came out. Anyway, are you done with your suit? Good actor, Dwight Yoakam. I mean, I uh, think this. maybe we just have to have a new segment on the show where the, for the first 10 minutes you eat soup and we rant about the president, <laughs> and then we get back to our show. Because like, I was thinking about this a lot. Like, I strongly believe that we have to do everything in our power to you know, help each other out and 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 try to protect each other and 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 protect our country from what might be coming but I also, I also think we need to uh, uh we have to do our jobs which is yeah, we will. to do a comedy show and we will but what i was thinking mostly about is like watching the way john oliver does it which we're not a political show and he is so it's different but john oliver is one of the few guys that i have seen that can and john stewart did this too but like he can be funny and he can make a strong point and that one doesn't preclude the other like there's jokes and then there's the overarching like idea that he's putting forward we're gonna be talking about this it might not be funny sometimes but we're gonna we're gonna get back to comedy i promise that but i also promise that we're not gonna go to sleep you know like i i as a especially as a white man i feel like it's important to not just bury my head in the sand and be like yeah it's fine it'll be fine like i'll just ignore it. I, I i won't pay attention to all the bad stuff that's happening i'm just gonna live in my bubble because that's what got us here in the first place is living in a bubble can i ask you to start over i was really paying more attention to my soup <laughs> i know you were talking but i had that's all right that, that i was really talking to everybody else I, you didn't hear that part yeah i mean i'm, I'm not gonna be funny you can be funny how about that why do i gotta be the funny guy <laughs> because that's you're more natural funny to begin with that, that you've come into your own every tweet and text uh, say that well garen is coming to his own i think that we need to lean on him a little oh, I, gotta more. Bring, I gotta bring him to salt lake city <laughs> well, he's gotta get maybe. through the metal detector let's with his see how he does metal cock <laughs> so I, I did go through the trouble of getting tsa pre so i might as well follow through on that at least on this trip and then we'll bring then i'll start bringing garen yeah that makes sense i garen, do me a huge favor but that's the go, other go throw this in the trash can so that i can uh continue on i apologize for making you my lackey but uh, if you can uh I think uh, I just don't want to throw it away in here. What happened? What, what do you got? Something down? Thank you. Not sure people heard on on Thursday. Was it Thursday? Because I do think this is going to make Garen funnier. I don't know. I don't know why it's happening, but he was as fu- funnier than he's ever been on Thursday. And uh, no pressure on him. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that guy, that, he hasn't experienced pressure in his life. <laughs> well, or at least he's, he's not responding to it. Yeah. Well, now he is. I think that it's the anger and just the hopelessness. Now he's just like doesn't give a fuck anymore. And. Uh, and we're gonna see we're gonna see a new Garen. Did you go down to the rally on Saturday, Garen? Or you just uh... no, I didn't. I I don't know. We were gone somewhere. I don't, I don't know that I'm ready for that. Re- we re- did go to the LGBT center. That's where we went. That's what you went. We went and donated. By the way, you're, you're you're. This is gonna be the worst joke, especially on this show. This is a horrible joke I'm about to make. You understand this? I'm I'm, pre- I'm prefacing. This is a horrible joke mm-hmm. on this show. Okay. Garen tweets out, just went to the LBGTQ. LGBT. Plus. Uh, what is it? LGBTQ plus T. 
there's I, I don't I don't even yeah, know. every time right, they say they, right, none of us know it. <laughs> well, every time they say it, they've had a they had a new letter. I, Quality BLTs. That's, uh, that's offensive, Elliot. That's Elliot, really we're going to get an email telling us not to joke what, about this to begin is, with. We've already been yelled going? at for trans stuff. <laughs> Let's not. Come on. There, there is there is a there is a, a, a an order of the word the letters that forms a word, but I can't remember. You think it's QWERTY? You think it's the typewriter? Okay. Oh no, that's right. That's right. <laughs> the first those first few keys. Yeah, on. that's yeah. what you're thinking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, Garen tweets out went down to the center, uh, the youth uh, center. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need uh, belts and ties. Oh yeah, I saw that. Oh no! Like oh. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. That doesn't sound good. Oh. That doesn't sound good. That's the worst at all, Garen. <laughs> that sounded horrible. Yeah, and, and rope, I guess. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. you know, add to that. They could use they uh, need razor blades and aspirin. <laughs> right? It was horrible. It's like this is a center where these people feel bad enough. Hey, things are bad down here, guys. Send belts and ties. It was horrible. Rethink your tweets. Oh God! Horrible to get on this show. That was hard to get that joke out on this oh, show. Oh man. Uh. So you went down there. Was that uh, was an inspirational? Were you an inspiration to them? How did that go? Well, no, we just we had a bunch of clothes that we had gotten rid of, and we were going to go donate them. So we took them down there, and they're gay. They're not going to wear anything you want. <laughs> I've seen your wardrobe. <laughs> These guys don't want them. Jason's clothes. There we go. He's good. They're so good. they'll probably appreciate his more than. Me. Wait, Although so you and Jason like... went down there together? Yeah. Did this thing bring you guys back no. together? <laughs> no. He still lives with me. We're still buddies. Are you buddies? In the normal, Platonic yeah, not like not your dad, not your yeah. dad, Vidagas. Uh, but are, I've are, not talked to my dad since the election, by the way. You have not talked to your dad in a week. I don't want to know if you voted for Trump. Yeah, because that's Michigan. That's a real. It's not yeah. like uh, you know talking to somebody in a, a state that didn't matter either way. But we're talking about what is it forty? Was it fifty thousand votes or something? That's I, I, wasn't even closer than that. I thought it was closer than that. I, I don't remember that. I only remember that Wisconsin was like. 13,000. Oh, so, okay. That's what I'm thinking of then. But Michigan was very close too. It was close. And <clears throat> if you want to feel slightly better, if you agree with us about this stuff that, you know, a lot of people are on our side, more people voted for Hillary than, than Trump. So. And in great numbers. So this, this idea that nobody turned out is uh, proving to be false. She <clears throat> has just m- wasn't distributed properly. <laughs> right. But we, we needed people to move. To Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania and Florida. <sighs> and which is, again, why I encourage Karen, I encourage you to move home. <laughs> we need you. No, wait, you said he's, strategically getting, you said he's funnier than ever. I know, but on Thursday, I just want to reiterate what I was saying on Thursday. It's like, we need you in, in the battleground state now. You know, it wouldn't be bad. Uh, Go ahead. 11,837 votes. In Jesus Michigan. Christ. Mm-hmm. 11,000 votes. That's... That's nothing. That's nothing. Do you understand that's, what that's I mean? A, that's like a bad night at the ballpark. <laughs> right. right. There were one, two, three, four, five, six people on the ballot in Michigan. So you had Gary Johnson, Jill Stein, Daryl Castle. How'd Daryl do? 16,924 votes. So 16, Daryl Castle's votes were enough. Theoretically. But, you know, when, when, who knows what those people, I don't know anything about Daryl's platform. Maybe they're all Trump people. Is I, that I, the guy that the TV show Castle is based on? I believe it is, yeah. <laughs> He's in the Constitution party. Hmm. And then it's Emidio. A lot of votes, though. Yeah. It is a lot. Emidio Salty Sick from the Natural Law Party. How many did he get? 2,236. 
I mean, see, I have to think those are people that couldn't vote for Trump. I have to think. Although, let's listen. I'm not going to lie. I know there's a lot of people that wouldn't vote for Hillary. I know that. I'm not there, yeah, pretending. There, there's there's so much blame to go around. There's so many ways to slice it. It's not worth doing. You know, it's just like you just have to sort of regroup, I guess. I'd like to blame Jill Stein. <laughs> she got 50,686 votes. In yeah. Michigan? Mm-hmm. 50,000? And what Gary Johnson get? 180? 173,021. Nice. Should have bet on it. <laughs> yeah, should have <laughs> won that bet. So there's... But I don't you, want to blame third parties, but, but there's definitely but a little bit of blame. For third Michigan. parties are always going to do what third parties are going to do. You know, yeah. like it wasn't I don't think it was astronomically out of the uh, the norm. You know, if you look at every election, you're going to get that like you you just everybody knows you have to you have to account for that. And you have to you know win by more than that. It's you, know, you got to get out your people. You got to get out. Uh, and and I do think a lot of people, a lot of that vote was suppressed, unfortunately. But um, again, I didn't know uh, who got the 50,000. Stein. Jill Stein. No, the, the other guy, uh, the sixteen thousand, I'd rather. Daryl Castle. Daryl Castle. Yeah. We don't know that we we got to learn everything about Daryl Castle now. <laughs> Look up Daryl Castle. Tell us what uh, what, what if, he ran on. What if he's great? What he if it turns out we're all like we got to get behind this guy for twenty twenty? Like this is the guy. I'm happy to get behind him, and certainly, and also Mike Wallace. Twenty twenty was he on twenty twenty? <laughs> oh my! No, he was on. Oh, Castle was a candidate for the Constitution Party's twenty sixteen presidential nomination, but withdrew his candidacy. In January 2016, because of unspecified health concerns. So he was a ghost ghost candidate. However, on the on the eve of the nominee convention, he re-entered the nomination process. Oh, ha! So he didn't run. He just at the he last just, second set him back in. in there. And sixteen thousand people voted for him. Jeez. He vowed if elected to get the United States out of NATO and the United Nations. Oh, goody. So he wasn't pulling votes from Hillary. No. No. <laughs> they weren't going to be like, oh, Castle's gone. Well, I'll go Hillary. Then. <laughs> no. Oh, he's he received endorsements from Chuck Baldwin, whoever that is, and the Georgia Right to Life Pack. Okay. All right. Well, that's all we need about that guy. Let's build a moat around that castle. <laughs> <Let's>, uh, <laughs> now, now I have to ask the question, is this the guy that the man in the high castle was based on? Wow. <laughs> uh, I wonder, is it, season two of that coming back? Coming soon. It uh, is? Uh, December, I believe. Season two of Red Oaks came back uh, yeah, on Friday. Yeah, I got to no watch fanfare. that. fanfare. Two episodes uh, in. Love it. It's cool. great. Love it. Oh, it's okay. everything... It's everything retro that uh, that I don't like about Stranger Things. I love about Red Oaks. Mm. I, uh, well, this, yeah, the first season it doesn't hit your t- it, it didn't hit you over the head with it. Doesn't hit you over that. It's just a story that happens to be set then. Yeah. Although I, to some extent, if you're talking about the cinematic touches in Stranger Things that were like shot, you know shot for shot pulls from other movies, that I agree with. But in general, I didn't. My I don't know why you minded that so much with Stranger Things. I think you mind that it was so popular. That's not what I mind at all. That's, that's so. not exactly because you liked it until everyone wouldn't shut Jimmy's up. Jimmy's no, no, no. As I remember, I did not like the first two episodes at all. But then you were like, and love then I, it. No, I never said I love you, it. I got play it. the tape. I said I love it. <laughs> I guarantee you. Said There's it. no way I said I love it. And if I did, I will. I will come clean and say I was lying. <laughs> <laughs> or you lying to yourself? I was trying. I think I was trying to fit in. I didn't, I didn't want to be an outsider when it came to Stranger Things. All right, because you're so, you're usually so timid about your opinions. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know why I chose that. <laughs> you know what I did Saturday? What? I went to see Hedwig again. Oh, oh wow! What do you think about that? I got tickets. I'm going. When are you going? I'm going the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Enjoy it. Thank you. Enjoy it. Yeah, that was uh, Elise's birthday was yesterday, so I got her tickets to Hedwig for her birthday. Well, you guys are going to enjoy the heck out of it. Uh, I uh, I enjoyed it more the second. Not no, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed it the first time because it was a big surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I sat. Uh, I went by myself. Truth be told, I went. I went alone, so I was able to uh, buy a ticket mm-hmm. and uh, sat in the tenth row. Wow! And nice. 
So I got to experience the Garen Cockerell experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's still it's great. It's a great show. Now, I saw that some of the shows, Lena Hall, is that her name? Yes. She's playing Hedwig at certain shows. I'll tell you something. Yeah. Having gone the second time, I wish I would have gone and see, seen her do it. Like, yeah. if I'm going to go a second time, I should see a different right. version. Right. Uh, she is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. She is phenomenal. I, I would love to have seen her as Hedwig. Are you seeing who are you seeing? You no, see? no. I, I felt like I everyone was raving about Darren Chris. I wanted to see him. So kind of see you get. Where are you at? Uh, we're in the back of the orchestra. Back of the arc. Like double double T or something. Oh boy, you're way back. Yeah. Happy birthday, huh? <laughs> that there's nothing else left. Like it was that poor woman <laughs> raising two children. <laughs> I didn't know if that would be better or worse than the best. The best uh, Mez was fifth row, and not in the middle, but. Off to the side. I did. That's where we sat. I thought you were. Well, yeah. I, I thought you were like third row Mez, which it seemed like you weren't happy with. Those no, seats. we were like fifth row Mez, but I don't know. I, I think fifth row Mez is closer to the stage, but you're higher, of course. Yeah. You know, just by design, the balcony will be above your. your How does this work floor. now? Hold on. Just by design. I don't understand. Just by design. It's, I'm not a theater buff like you are, so please explain. Well, what you got? You got your uh, you got your orchestra, mm-hmm. and then you got your uh, what they call the loge, mm-hmm. and then they got your uh, mezzanine. What is the loge? Honestly, I'm I'm being serious now. Huh. Is that where you get your uh, home improvement? Supplies? How are you doing? Then you get your Not balcony. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and then in certain theaters, one that I know of, you have the dress circle, and I'm told, that, uh, don't sit there. Yeah, I don't know what that means either. What are these terms? What is it? I don't ever understand. Just call it what it is. It's a balcony. Yeah, but what, you want it to be first balcony, second balcony, third balcony? Sure. I like mezzanine. I like loge. <laughs> they're just trying to confuse us into thinking that they're all great when clearly some of them can't be. Some of them are better than others. Some are better. There's no question about that. And I feel like orchestra should only refer to the very front of the floor. Usually it does. And then, but not but the at the pantages. pantages. The entire floor is considered yeah, the orchestra, I don't which is it. crazy. It's stupid crazy. Yeah. Uh, by the way, one week at this time, uh, one week ago, uh, one week uh, tomorrow, uh, my son and I will be in Chicago seeing Hamilton. Yeah. And uh, that speaks to next week. I want to talk about uh, this. We will have um, uh, an episode for the Earwolf people. Yeah. Will be the uh, the Steve Dahl Chicago show. Yep. And then uh, the Players Club also will get the other Chicago show yeah. uh, in addition next week. Right. Because uh, we're taking next week off for the holiday, Thanksgiving. I uh, also want to say this very quickly that uh, uh, apologies to, uh, to Brian Husky and Brandy Posey for uh, being caught in the wake of what happened in our country. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got to get them both back at some point. Uh, Brian, I think Brian's show... Uh, as funny as he was and great he was, uh, our optimism and our hope in that episode overshadowed anything that happened after that. Well, that's the feedback, but that's just be- that's more about the state of the people listening to it. I, I contend that that was a great episode. Oh, no, no, I'm saying it's a great and episode. I know, I know you agree with me. I'm saying it was, I'm sure it was everyone, almost everyone's told me uh, that it was hard to listen to on Thursday or Friday. Uh, but if you go back in six months, uh, if there's, if you still have electricity, <laughs> uh, if there's still a country to live in, if you, maybe if you're just hiding out in uh, in uh, some somewhere else in the world, uh, if you go back and listen to that episode, it's a really funny episode. And if you, it's just unfortunately, we all assumed that uh, Hillary was going to win the election. We were we were feeling good, and we were I was we were talking about voting, and it's it was it was a great day. It was you know we were filled with optimism, and that must be it's odd to listen to that i know the other podcasts are dealing with that too so uh but i agree with you i mean like 
Brian was hilarious. I think we all we we had a good job. The Brandy episode is, I think, a really funny, great episode. Um, and we were talking about the results of the election. Uh, the feedback is obviously going to focus on that probably more so than anything else. Although a lot of the feedback I've seen for Brandy's episode is that people were really grateful that we were absolutely talking about it and also being for, funny for their sake. It'd be nice to have them back. They'll be well. They're both great, so of course yeah. we want them back. <laughs> I think we'll have them back just uh, because I, out of obligation. I didn't care for either of them as people. Or we will grit. We will grit our teeth and sit through. Hey, I'll hold my nose and cast my ballot, man. <laughs> for Brian Husky, oh, put up a Brian Castle. <laughs> We're not on Castle, right? Wait, what was his name? Is it Brian Castle? Bradley Castle? Daryl? Daryl Castle. Daryl Castle. Daryl Castle. Honestly sounds like a TV show from the 70s. I know one of our, uh, the guy that runs Never Not Notes, I know his name is Daryl, but uh, how do you look at a small baby and name it Daryl? <laughs> right? Daryl's not a baby. That, that isn't a gorgeous little baby. Oh, there's our little baby Daryl. Daryl doesn't say, right? Hmm. Garen, dun, dun, dun. go out in the hallway and greet Mr. Schmidt. How did that happen? Explain to him, I'm, uh, you know, I'm Garen Cockrell, I'm Jimmy's assistant, uh, we welcome you to the show. Come on in. Have a seat in the chair here. They're finishing up the first segment. There's a chance that Mr. Brother will yell at you when you upon arrival. Close the door, Garen. Is the door just wide open today? It was wide open when I showed up, hmm. and I, but I closed it. I closed it and put a desk up next to it. <laughs> I wanted nobody coming oh in. I fear for my safety. Yeah. In the same way that I fear for the demonstrative. What are you doing over there, Elliot? I'm trying to fix my monitor. So I can get right. You're doing it like you're Art Carney over a golf ball. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, I'm trying to be careful. And, uh, there, there we go. go. Mike Schmidt has entered the building. We'll see how he's entered the, the, uh, the studio. He's entered the building. Uh, Mike, was the, uh, the, the door was wide open out there? Well, I followed in your mailman. Oh, is that right? Uh, you did. Mystery solved. All right. There we go. All right. Garen, did you check the door? Actually, I still have a key from the last time. So. <laughs> That makes sense. That makes sense. Mike Schmidt is here. He's, of course, the host of The 40-Year-Old Boy. Uh, now, Mike, have you ever thought about going James at 16 on that, where you change the uh, title as it goes? Well, the joke is that when I turn 50, I'm just going to shoot myself in the head and the show ends. So oh, I'm not so sure you know what a joke is. <laughs> that's, I'm not sure you think I don't know what a joke is, Fred. I'm, I'm sure that that's probably the outcome that everybody's expecting. <laughs> but I don't know if a joke is the way I would present that. It's the only reason people have listened for a decade, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for the gunshot to off the deal. Yeah. Well, if you didn't do it last Wednesday morning, I don't know what else you could have done. It. Uh, yeah. All right, Mike. Sure. Conditions are primed for you. To, oh yeah. So you turn fifty next year, right? Well, I got to take him with me, right? I can't just go myself. <laughs> oh, oh you got to go out. Wow. Okay. That, again, that now that's a joke. Yep. That is I, a joke. I, I know what a joke is. <laughs> that, there we go. That that, that we will we're, say. We're just illustrating what a joke is. Now. Yeah. That, no, that's an example of a joke. Mike is a, a wonderful wordsmith. That's a great example. Certainly not something for anybody to follow up on legally. Or, uh, by the way, speaking of uh, if, if Trump wanted to create jobs, he's going to create a lot of jobs in the Secret Service just from all the people who are going to be making jokes like that that have to be <laughs> followed up on for the next four years. That's going to be uh, gangbusters. I, I would anybody who's in law enforcement apply now because that's uh, there's some some good positions yeah, opening. Yeah, it's going to be a bump up over there. The, uh, the Secret Service, what I, which I understand under this new regime is going to be called the SS. Oh, <laughs> I think yeah. that's uh, <laughs> Yeah. They're going to be going right back to that. Uh, not back to that. We didn't do that in this country. Uh, but it will be. And uh, they're, they seem like a good group, a good group of people. I think Steve Bannis gave some great ideas. That, that was you at your uh, most Carson I think I've ever seen you. Dude, it's be I'm literally morphing into him. 
First we, were, of all, we were saying recently, like Jimmy's doing a Carson impression sometimes on the show, but his regular speaking voice sounds more like Carson than his impression right? of Carson. Does. I, I'm <laughs> morphing into him, and it's uh, while a genius and my hero, Sorry. concerning, <laughs> very concerning. <laughs> but I'm turning into uh, to uh, to Johnny. Uh, all right, listen, Mike Schmidt is here. We're uh, glad he's here. He's going to bring some funny. Uh, you already heard him. He's got the gun to his head. That's the type of comedy we're expecting here today. Uh, right? We're going through a tough time in this country, but uh, only the the upbeat Mike Schmidt can get us through this. <laughs> we looked at the roster and we said, who's the right guy for this one? <laughs> who's the guy that always comes in on a unicorn we need a throwing lollipops? <laughs> well, it's Michael Glenn Schmidt, the former third baseman. Uh, disclaimer, not the former third baseman. <laughs> Uh, all right, we'll be back right after this. Well, our friends at Mott and Bo want you to know one thing and one thing only. What do they want us to know? These things feel great. They look great. They feel great. No the most ugly. comfortable denim you'll ever wear. And and not only is it most comfortable, it looks terrific. Yes. Simple aesthetics. the riddle. Good-looking jeans sometimes are uncomfortable. Comfortable jeans are sometimes ugly. But these guys pulled off the impossible. No, that's because they're handcrafted, made for premium denim. Superb denim quality, great look, great feel, extremely comfortable. The price point is accessible. And they've got that, we've spoken about it before, they get that free try at home program, Matt. Yeah, yeah, you can get two sizes sent to you and you just figure out which one fits best and send the other one back for free. I don't like paying full price, Matt. Do they have some sort of a discount? I'm sure they do, but guess what? The postage has even paid on that uh, free return on that. Uh, oh, size. boy, you, uh, right. Uh, to fr- I apologize, I jumped ahead there. You get an additional size for free, as you mentioned. You keep the one that fits perfectly, send the other one back at a pre-printed, prepaid return label inside every box. Damn right. Convenient. So what's the deal? 20% off. Oh, my God. If you use the promo code PARDO. Yeah. And, of course, we mentioned they've started rolling out the 30-inch length, which is convenient. And nice for us, regular uh, heighted guys. We're Rick, not the tallest drinks of water. No, we are not. In fact, we could say we're shot glasses of water. <laughs> now, the call to action here is uh, as follows. These jeans are already way underpriced for the quality, but the deal got it just uh, just got even better for you. Simply go to mountainbow.com, Matt. Okay. Use the promo code PARDO. Clickety, 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 clickety. I'm doing it. Okay, Pardo, P-A-R-D-O, click, 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 And that's click, going to get you 20% off. M-O- uh, here, type this in. M-O-T-T, click, 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 A-N-D, click, 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 B-O-W, click, 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 dot com. Click, 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 click. Now, that is some of the finest Victor Borneo-style noises you'll ever hear in your entire life. And I don't even know if Victor Borneo ever did that. More like a Spike Jones. That's more Spike Jonesy. Yeah, I was thinking uh, it was more like a like an old radio drama where they're doing all the sound effects in there. Yeah, I think they would actually have pulled out a, a keyboard as opposed to what you just. Subjected you think it would sound more like this? Mott and Bo. That sounds like you're playing uh, Trouble in no. the distance. <laughs> trouble. Oh, it's probably my volume. Oh, my volume was up pretty nice. Oh, it was up nice. <laughs> I'm gonna send you that text. Wait, oh, did you send that to me? Yeah. Ooh, hang on, I'm getting a text. I can't do the commercial. Oh, so, well, keep... Mountain Bow has to pause. Mountainbow.com. Oh, boy, I don't understand this at all. J-E-H-F-J-F-J-J-D-R-J-J. But then at the end, it says Mountainbow.com. Oh, this is the one from you. Yeah, yeah, I sent that to you. I was oh, just, I see. I was typing willy-nilly to make this typing sounds. I see. Yeah. I'm going to quote uh, Pompous Claw. You remember willy-nilly? They had that whole lip-sync trouble. Had to get the Grammy back. <laughs> That's willy-nilly. That's... Is Millie he? Vanilli. Mountainbow.com, 20% off with the code PARDO. 
everybody, welcome back to the program, episode 1915. Is that mm-hmm. right, Matt? I know you said it earlier, I was, but I was busy with my soup. Uh, welcome into the program. Now, listen, in the break, what we did, uh, first of all, we welcomed Mike Schmidt. Uh, we talked uh, personal stuff that won't come up on the program. It's not your business. And then uh, we did reach out to Daryl Castle's people. We're looking to get him. We're looking to get him on our next live. We're going to do a live show. Should we explain to Mike who Daryl Castle is? Yeah. Dar- I'd like to hear. Daryl Castle, Mike, uh, ran for president in the state of Michigan. And got 16,000 votes. Oh, it's his fault. <laughs> well, it turns out it's not. Oh, all right. It turns out that uh, Because he was running on a pro-life... Uh, what was the other thing? He had two uh, yeah. two issues. Super pro-life, and he was a libertarian or something. Wait, what's wrong? It's totally his fault. He wasn't a good enough candidate. <laughs> right. He could have pulled votes from Trump if yeah. he had been more credible. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. You're right. Well, maybe he did, though. Maybe he did pull 16 from him already. It's possible. Which he actually did, because he didn't take them from her. Nope. With, with his platform, so he took him from him. So know, Michigan's a weird place. You never know, man. There could be, someone, <laughs> there could be somebody super pro-life who's like, I can't wait to see Hillary in there. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it does not like that's our guy. It does not like it's our boy, Daryl. Well, you called his people. We'll see. Well, we're going to we're gonna get, we're gonna sit down. We're going to do a private one-on-one. Did he run in any other state, or just was he one of the, like, the guy from Utah who just ran there? Uh, what was that fellow's know. name that ended up not the... Evan, McMuck, Evan McMullen. McMillan. Can you imagine being in a Perkins in Grand Rapids and Daryl Castle blows in to shake hands and, hi, I'm running for president of the United States? <laughs> okay. Get the fuck out of here, okay. French toast. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Please. What are you doing? Right? 16,000 people. By the way. Right, he, exactly. He tricked he, them. He told, uh, he, he tried to get his, he tried to drop out in, what was it, January? Of, January. Uh, of this January. year? Yeah. And, uh. <laughs> And still got 16 He's been a hostage candidate for 11 months. <laughs> He's going to work normally in the house. That president thing going, Daryl. <laughs> shut up. I quit on that in January, idiots. But that's it. Now we can still walk in and go, hey, you yeah, know how it went? I got 16,000 <laughs> votes. How many did you get? Like, remember last time you went to a Pistons game? That's how many people voted for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, that's a Tigers game. <laughs> Although it was in Fort Wayne, uh, Amanda Zimmerman pointed out that a uh, dead guy won. Like uh, oh, really? Yeah, everybody voted for uh, for a de- for some, some position. Oh, cool, like city councilman or some bullshit. I don't know what it was. I don't listen. Well, to I, talk. Uh, that always because again, th- that exposes this country because again, somebody can. It's so hard to get on the ballot, but it's also so hard to get off the ballot. That guy may have died in June, right. and they were like, "Hey, look, this guy died. Get out of here," <laughs> you know, and because they, they don't want to deal with the bullshit and the paperwork. We printed them already. Yeah, and then for the I'm lows. a fan of that, by the way, where they were like even saying that with uh, you know changing and taking Trump off and putting somebody else on. We've already printed the ballots. Can't do it. Everything's yeah. the wheels really? are in, in, in motion. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else can get done in 15 seconds in this city. Nope, right. this city, specifically this city. Yeah, but, but we built this city. Rock and roll, certainly. Say you don't know me. <laughs> I recognize my, my face. face. You don't care. That kind of place. Horrible song, but I it's not like it. you just said, "Hey, they're Daryl Castle." <laughs> yeah, Mike, I'm all in on Castle. <laughs> it sounds I like really it. that's our first move as supporters of Castle. We're going to rewrite all Starship songs to support Daryl Castle. Castle, Castle, <laughs> storms are brewing in your eyes, in your eyes, Daryl. That was a better one, Daryl. Yeah, you blew it. I did. You blew it big. Thanks for coming in, Mike. Take care of yourself. That's going to be a slogan. No time is a good time. For Castle, <laughs> <laughs> I wish to God this guy ran on any sort of platform that we could talk to him about because I would love to call him up right now and ask him how it felt to get sixteen thousand votes. There's no question he's a fucking nutcase, right? He's got to be insane. Who's that? Means we could get him. 
Who's the guy that uh, John Oliver was? Uh, Joe Exotic? Was okay. That yeah. <laughs> what that guy? Holy shit. Have you seen this guy? I have not. He's got like uh, uh, frosted tip hair with like a bang. Like he looks like a like Timberlake in the 90s. But then he's got like those weird like cat uh, contact lenses that make oh, your eyes look man. like cat eyes and a goatee. He was he's a single gay man who runs like a wildlife refuge center. So he's got like big cats all over his property. <laughs> oh, dude. And he was, what was he, running for president? Running for president, Where yeah. did he, what state did Joe Exotic run in? And more importantly, did he beat Daryl Castle? That's a great question. I'm almost positive it's Florida. Well, and, and yeah, just like, and again, this is probably off topic. Garen, is that the kind of guy you fuck? <laughs> no, this guy is. I mean, this guy, because again, he's got all the trimmings. He's got the fucking I'll tips. He's got the type of guy I fuck. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you kidding me? Me, y'all, yeah, baby. Let's go clockwise, bet. How you doing? I'm bored with exotic. Uh, no, I like more of a pretty man. Like, I, I like more of like a. Oh, he was rugged? Did you know exotic? Well, he wasn't rugged, but he wasn't handsome either. Okay. He, was a, he was a scary looking guy. That's why they got to do the tips and the eyes and the contacts yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that. Yeah. There's some pictures he's, of him where it looks like he has been. Pierced by the animals he owns. Oh. They look like gunshots. Oh, oh. Joe Exotic. <laughs> <laughs> so bitches oh, were saying. This guy's Was it Florida? Hold on. I have a time. I'm still looking for that. Hold on. Okay, he's going to. Uh, oh, there we go. There's the photograph of. He's on the left, right? Wait, no, he's on the right. What? what? Wait, I can't see. His face by the bulls. Who's the guy down by his crotch? <laughs> Jesus, I just noticed that third man. Yeah, there's a guy down low for some reason. Oh. That looks like an alternate universe Roxy music cover. <laughs> That's uh, very nice. That's a nice pull for you young people that don't know who Roxy music is. Stop it. No, do it. Oh, I can't. <laughs> Were they ever on uh, Tonight Show, Johnny? Well, that's one time Brian Ferry came on. I'll tell you something. Brian Ferry was always dressed to the nines, Brian Ferry. Certainly. Over one time, he had the entire pseudo out, but he was fucking Joyce DeWitt. <laughs> <laughs> Joyce DeWitt. Was that DeWitt the last I time? I chose officially the last Joyce DeWitt. Of course, got to do something. <sighs> All right, we check in with Garen Cockwell. Garen, you're in the middle of checking something out. Sounded like you said we jack in. Like <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, better than jacking off. Oklahoma. Yeah. What Oklahoma? So how many votes yeah. did he get? I, I don't know. It's, he doesn't even have a... Seven? Uh, he, he got the gay vote, probably. Well, go to the go to the Oklahoma and, and, and go to their rundown. Darren, with so many cords over there, how have you not fashioned a noose? <laughs> <laughs> you seem so over it. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's going through a tough time. He's oh, it's all through, my fault. Yeah, he's... Uh, He's going no, to we all are. <laughs> yeah, but Garen more than anybody else. He's, he's got to be afraid to walk down the street. Hmm. You, don't, you don't ever have to feel that way, Matt. Garen does. Well, I could very easily be mistaken for a gay man. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, or, you know. I, you know, actually, I was thinking about that today. Like, this is, this is one of those situations where you walk down the street and you look at everybody differently. You're like, you look at another white guy and you go, are you the enemy? Yeah. Yeah. And then I realized people are going to be looking at me like that, too. Like... They might be asking, "Is this guy? Is this guy some frat boy who voted for Trump?" It's a uh, I don't. Or like is that. that Bobby Brady grown up? They're, I don't know what they're going to ask. There, <laughs> I don't know if anybody would see you as a frat boy. I hope not. But you know, any any white guy, just you know, I'm wearing a polo. Elite. Yeah. Well, I, oh, well, me too. I mean, I uh, I'm a giant. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, and so and my haircut doesn't exactly lend itself to yeah, think you're... That I look like I'm supporting anybody, right? <laughs> so then I get immediately judged as like you know yeah. everybody wants to fist bump me and go hey let's kill a black guy. <laughs> <laughs> we hold off on that at least to, you know until Wednesday. 
Why would you wait at all? Why would you? Uh, oh, it gives me a chance to get out the door. To get away from those guys. <laughs> yes, I'm I not, misunderstood. I'm not hanging around. I thought you were like, <laughs> no, I don't, plans. I don't look. I don't want them. To, I'm so weird that I don't want them to not like me, but I also don't want to kill the black guy. So I go, let's meet Wednesday, slip out the door, never show up. Mike, would you kill somebody that wasn't black? Wow. I know you got. I know you got your eyes on Trump. <laughs> exactly. Uh, again, for humor. Again, that's for humor. Hundred percent humor. Uh, Mike Schmidt has no. We plans would much on. rather watch himself destruct than actually kill him. <laughs> Me uh, or Trump? Either one. <laughs> <laughs> We've been watching <laughs> one for ten years. No kidding. Uh, would I kill anybody? I don't know, man. I mean, you think about it sometimes when it's dark and quiet. You think to yourself, could you get away with it? And how would you do it? And you know, I don't know if you could watch the life leave somebody's eyes. Would you have to do it from far away? Or do you want to be in close to really feel it? I don't know. I think about those things. Sounds like it. Sounds like. A lot. That answer was more detailed than I anticipated. I apologize to the listener and to who is about to be be murdered. Keep your eyes out for Michael. Apologize to murder victims, past, present, and future. <laughs> the only reason people reason some people the only reason some people are alive is because there aren't shrubs big enough for me to hide in. Christmas trees. So then I got to kill a. That's a very specialized murder, Jim. I got to find that's a dude who hangs around the Christmas murder. trees that I hate enough to actually leap out. That's, is that what Krampus is about? I've never Might seen. Might be. It. Oh, that's worth it though to leap out of the Christmas tree to kill a dude. Absolutely. Come on, that's great. Absolutely. Yeah, Happy holidays with yeah. a Santa suit. <laughs> you gotta I mean, say that when you jump out, right? <laughs> I would <laughs> string him up with a, a thing of lights. There must have been. Has there been a, a, a horror movie, Garen? Oh yeah, Silent Night, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Deadly Night. and it was a, it was yeah, a Santa uh, killer. Yeah. Okay. He was a, he, no, he was a. A killer Santa. That's what I mean. Yeah, oh, he yeah. wasn't a killer of Santa. Uh, yeah, I guess I said it wrong. Yeah, I mean like a guy dressed as a Santa suit killing people. Exactly. Yeah. Mike, okay. Mike correcting you is the killer of Santas. <laughs> <laughs> but now we have to make that. Is there one where Santas are being killed? Because I'm on board with that too. That's not a bad one. A serial killer thing where he's just killing nothing but uh, mall uh, Santas. Red uh, the fuck Salvation Army Santas. Right. All those guys. Just or Mall like Santa. Mall Santa. Yeah. Salvation Army Santa. Those guys are, it's tough enough for them. <laughs> they're wearing the rented suit. They want to die. That beard smells like Muscatel, and they're sitting there getting dimes. I mean, those guys got to live just to, just to look back on this terrible They're not all getting life. dimes. Sometimes the guy will put a, a, a $4,000 coin in there. <laughs> Who's the guy doing that? I don't know. Someone with doubloons lying around? Well, there's always that story every Christmas where some guy yeah. is going around uh, the city of New York and putting in. That's just like that urban legend, which I heard was recycled in this election to to be about Trump. But there's been that urban legend about the the limousine gets a flat tire and then some guy helps him out. And so he gives him ten thousand dollars or something that was just recycled. Yeah. Yeah. No, people were saying that the Trump did that. They were, yeah. He I, they he's Paul Bunyan. I mean, literally <laughs> everything that you every mythical story, everything. And it sticks with dummies and they let him get away with it. It's horrifying. That's the thing. Like I said, if you got, if you're full of, if you can be full of shit all you want, I don't, you know this in this town, all the bullshit you want to spew is great. Don't care. What I hate is when you think I believe your bullshit. That's, that's the worst part of all of it. And he was proven right. Yeah. Hannity, all of them, they win. That's the, that's they the worst win. part. Scott I know. Scott fucking Bayo they win. wins. Yes. And that's what I mean is we, hey, we voted. Look, we're tired of insiders, man. We voted for an outsider. Fucking Gingrich. <laughs> This cadre of ghouls is going to carve this country up like a fucking turkey. And you're going to let them. You're going to pretend that this wasn't anything that you. Oh, yeah. We, well, we totally were cool with that. That's fine. We, we, we like hats. Get the fuck out of here. You like hats. What a mess. What a mess we've got. You were, you were worried we weren't going to be able to be funny about this. This was oh, the right call. Christ. As a reminder, we're not. Mike is. <laughs> oh, right, that's why we brought you here. I mean, f- I mean, four years. Four years you get to watch this happen. And, and, they, and to hear the excuses coming out of the mouths of, you know, dirty-faced, smudged coal miners going, no, I'm sure I'll turn it around any second now. 
He's going to start that wall. I love he's going to now. Now he's going to build Mexico for the wall. He's not going to make them pay for it. He's going to start it and send them a check like they're at a fucking table in a restaurant. <laughs> Some waiter's going to walk over and lay it down, and the president of Mexico's going to dine and dash on that fucking check immediately. You hump. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. He's going to start that wall. He's going to build it. It's going to be one column, and then that's it. It's going to be hands across America. It's, it's going to be that. It'll be like, no, it'll be his Stonehenge. It'll just sit there right. fucking forever, and the next president will put a fucking plaque on it that says Trump's folly. That's what it'll say on there. And they'll put a door in it and two velvet ropes on the side so the Mexicans... But they actually put the fucking ropes on it so the Mexicans can scale it like it's fucking American gladiators. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I was actually thinking the other day, like when when this because my feeling is that the, this we we have to apparently we have to fight another civil war for, because it's just going to go back and forth. Like even even if it doesn't happen on this guy's watch, we're just, if we keep going back and forth with more and more extreme, like they're more extreme, we try to bring it back to normal. Then I mean, if you go Reagan movie star, okay, great. Then you go Bush dumb shit. Oh, eh, he fucking runs into the ground. How about reality star? Uh, the next guy is just going to be a lizard man. Yeah. Like, what, yeah, what's left? <laughs> There's nowhere else to go. So if you assume, if you accept the, the premise that we have to fight a civil war at some point, I just want to make sure that we can get as many of the American Ninja Warriors and the NFL stars in the NBA. We need the athletic people on our side to fight. The <laughs> that's what they've been trading for this whole time. Like that's the, the time to put it to use, guys. And we got to leap over things and they might crawl not be on things. your side. They're not. I, I, no. I know a lot of them aren't. Warriors are they're like all they're all like libertarians leaders. Yeah, Christian evangelicals. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a problem. When you say Elizabeth, are you talking about George Hamilton? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's very leathery. I give him a crack at it. Why not? What the hell? Point? And with global warming, we're going to look like him in five seconds. So why not? <laughs> you know what? You're right about that. I think it looks good. Stop. I, 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 <laughs> you're doing it. I'm not. But I'm not. Here's the thing. I'm not you're doing not it. Right, yeah. in. It's comfortable. It's a chair. It's an easy chair. It's, an, it's like love. Soft as an easy chair. The great <laughs> Paul Williams and Barbara Streisand wrote it. They got a trophy for it. They deserve it. Were they around the Tonight Evergreen. Show? Evergreen. <laughs> Were they around the Tonight Show? One time. Now, you know this about Paul. Paul's mm. not that he's a diminutive man. Very small. Very tiny. One time I look over. I can't be, God damn, he's not sitting on a steps to a fucking Susan Anton right in the ass. <laughs> oh, my God. The rainbow connection, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense. Uh, you know, I, I say, you were saying after Reality Guy, where do we go? I, I think it's just, it's got to be at that point, because at that point, it's a complete failure. Mm -hmm. We got to go president for a day. We got to get like 1,408 <laughs> people and just give them each a day. Well, I've got one guy that I'm looking at, uh, eyeball him for day one. <laughs> Daryl Castle. Castle. <laughs> you and 16,000 other people. Oh, I'm not alone. <laughs> Castle. Castle. They're chanting in a rally. 16,000 people can't be wrong, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Elvis Presley, the great king of rock and roll, they called him. That they did. Uh, let me check back in with uh, Garen Cockrell. We go around the horn here and say hello to everybody. Now, Garen, you were looking up how many uh, votes did Joe Exotic get? I just went through every state. Joe Exotic Maldonado was on one state's ballot. All right. What state? Colorado. Colorado. Uh, and he got how many votes? He got... Do you guys want to... Yeah, we got a bet. Yeah. On oh, we, we got, got a bet. bet sure. Yep. I'll give you... you got to give us some parameters. This state had upwards of a dozen people on it. Uh, all right. Okay. And Hillary Clinton won Colorado, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say... I forgot what show I was on. I went to the bank before I got her. <laughs> uh, who, well, Did he change? Guess I mean, goes hey. first. Guess goes first. Wait, wait. What about Elliot? You, you went on this? Uh, yeah, sure. we're voting on how many votes Joe Exotic on. That's, that's what we're doing. I, 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 I was Focusing actually on the important stuff. I just I want you to know that while I was sitting here, I actually found the Excel spreadsheet of Oklahoma's 
county voting to try to figure out whether or not. But apparently, he wasn't even on the ballot. He wasn't there, there so you were, uh, you were wasting my time. Watching right. up the wrong tree, but I'm glad you got that spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> well, throw your dollar in here. Uh, I have a five. All right. Well, wait. One, two, three, four. Did you? You, you already saw it, uh, Garen. The, Always looks at it first. That's the downside, Garen. That didn't work at all. All right. Wow. Incredible. Mike, will you pick that up and bring it over here to the uh, table? I should have folded it once more. All right. So. Uh, all right. All right so, if you win, you just get your five back. Right? How's this work? Mm-hmm. Wait, Wait, one, one, two, three, four, five. There I give you go. five singles. All right. I him. take this. this you get no. He get, and I put a dollar in the middle. Put one middle. in the middle. Give me the four. Thank yeah. you, sir. Thank there we go. One from the middle. Nice figure that out. We solved that problem. Chris. Absolutely. Good. Those are nice bills, aren't they? Really nice bills. I got those from a Yoshinoya. Ooh. Nice to know you. You've Beef been to Yoshinoya? We used the restroom. I went to the rally on Saturday, and we used the restroom at the Yoshinoya uh, okay. at the rally. And it's going to take me, I have to be honest, it's going to take a little while to get used to when you say at the rally, I always think you're making a joke about uh, the Klan. Because you've done that joke a million times. <laughs> so like, yeah, I'll see you at the rally. Uh, now you're saying it sincerely about a, a different rally. We went, my wife, son, and I went down there yeah. to uh, support this great country of ours, the United States of America. Mm-hmm, certainly. And then went to Yoshinoya to ruin it. <laughs> we didn't eat there. Oh, okay. We just pissed there. Yeah, take that. Take that, Yoshinoya. Yeah, intern camp with, with bowls. <laughs> I like Yoshinoya. Want to say it again? Internment camp with bowls. <laughs> uh, all right, Garen, you were going to give us some parameters. You were going to give us something that doesn't give it away, but... Uh, but just about how many other people were on there? Oh, that's right. 21 people. Holy shit. 21 different Black 21. Jay. Can you tell? Here's our, the only hit I think we need. Of the 21, where does he fall in? Good uh, question. Great question. Right? I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what is he? This is He ran for president. Joe yeah, Exotic. There were 21 yeah. people on the ballot for president in, in Denver, Colorado. Colorado? Yeah. Good Christ. What were they doing? He was 11th. 11th. Right in the center. That's a good spot. I would have, I would have guessed he was like fourth or fifth. Yeah, me too. Not fifth. Sixth. Who was who was third? Probably well, Gary Johnson and then Gary Jill Stein. Johnson. Oh, so this is play, oh this is for pure votes. So yeah. who was thinking, I don't think he's looking at the outline of the placement on the ballot, like where their names. Oh were. no no, oh, okay. he's, this, he came in eleventh place. Okay, eleventh place. Evan McMillan was fifth. Oh, he was. Oh, he was oh so too. it wasn't just Utah for Evan McMillan. No, I knew he was on a few. Oh, no, it's he, right because um, it, it was the only one he was competitive in was Utah. But because um, what's his name voted for him? Somebody uh, maybe John McCain or somebody Lindsey Graham. Somebody voted for okay. him. Okay. Okay. All right, Mike, you want to start us off? Yeah, he finished 11, so it's squarely in the middle. Uh, it's the Colorado vote now. It is. Joe Exotic. Right. Bless, Bless you. you oh, jeez, you all right, Gary? Yeah. You want one of those belts or uh, ties? <laughs> no, I'm good. Well, I, I got to figure, like, tweets. Harambe the gorilla and all that is on there, too. I mean, right. it's going to be a bad, <laughs> bunch of nonsense. Oh, that's another, that's side bet. Did he beat Harambe? Oh, that's, 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 yeah, look that up bet. while we're doing this. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say he had... 204 votes. That's it, huh? That's it. All right, Elliot Holberg. Well, here's the thing. Here we go. Colorado (laughs) (laughs) is one of of the first states to legalize marijuana. You're right. You think Joe Exotic has something to do with that? Uh, I don't know whether that's true or not. He likes his weed. Yeah. Uh, Now, I don't know what the population of Colorado is, but I'm going to say 5,012. Good Christ! It's a nice. It's a nice guess. Go okay. ahead, Matt Belknap. I'm gonna say um, I'm gonna go uh, two thousand one hundred. Boy, I went fifty. Low, huh? Twenty one fifty. All right, I was gonna say right around there. Uh, so I'm gonna bump mine up a little bit and go thirty thirty seven five. 
Okay. What does that mean? 37,500. 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, I'm going 37,500. <laughs> I immediately believe George. <laughs> a double castle. Uh, <laughs> he pulls a double castle, and more importantly, uh, he's still 11th, which means somebody in 10th got more than 37,000 <laughs> right, votes. Right, right. Uh, 3,705. 3,705. All right. Garen Cockrell, are we all over or under? Three of you are over. Okay. One of you is under. Oh, okay. there you go. All right, so we regroup. So yeah, so I'm out, I'm I'm way out too high. One assumes. All right, so we we'll revote. We re, we uh, wait wait high. You went. What did you say? No three. No Mike. 5, Mike said two hundred. Oh, you're the one. Yeah, that said Mike's way low. Okay, and we're way high. Okay. I don't think I'm way low. I think I'm just a wait, little wait, low. Are we redoing it? Or what do we do? <laughs> Why? Why? Just find out. Give me the money. We're all. We're all I clearly won. We fair. go again. It's very fair. It can't be fair. We've never gone again. We've never gone again. We're going again now. Let's look good. It's Trump's America. We go again. Remember oh something. God. If only we could go again. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Schmidt is here, and nobody is more uh, knows more about this than anybody else. My name's on the show. Yeah. If we want to go a second time, we go a second time. All right. Yes, sir. <laughs> you understand? I, you want to play this game today? No, I don't. I'll Daryl Castle this fucking place. <laughs> what does that even mean? Not so what sure. does that mean? <laughs> I, I want to know. Define it, please. <laughs> it means that I'm uh, very confident today <laughs> oh, that 16,000 people, uh, 15,999 thought it was a good idea. Because, you know, I would it for myself. Of course. Uh, all right. So, uh, all right. So it's somewhere between 200 and something and 2,100 and something. Those are, those are our parameters. Yeah. No, I, I think I'm going to bat put on this. I think Mike uh, does a. Uh, it seems stupid to read bat on this. <laughs> let's just let's just call it. All right. What, what do you got? Seven hundred eighty votes. Got him eleventh place in Colorado. Wow. Seven eighty. All right. So hang on. So uh, it goes. It goes Hillary, right? And then uh, then DJT, and then uh, and then Johnson, then Stein, mm-hmm. then then Evan McMillan was five. Mm-hmm. Who's six? Does it have their party? That's who six is? What's is that? It, is it Daryl Castle? It is Daryl Castle. Oh, my Whoa! God. Oh, dude. Our what? buddy Daryl Castle's back. Now, how many did he, what did Daryl get in Colorado? <laughs> 10,895. What the fuck is this guy doing? That, that's now 27,000 people in America. 27,000 people voted for Daryl Castle. At least. Yeah. If we, if we can way, find him We're on, all pretty sharp guys. We never heard of him until not a today. word, not a word. This guy, if this guy it sounds like a Netflix show. <laughs> <laughs> if this guy's on one more ballot and perform similarly, he will officially have more fans than Never Not Funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Why were we on the ballot? We need to start using new channels to promote. Yeah. Can't win either. We, we got to do something. We got to get we some can't of this guy's. Castle. <laughs> They're all Castle we, beats us. I, I'm with you. We got to co-opt him. We got to bring him into the fold, make him part of the show. God, I wish I could. Yeah, talk you got to get the guy. Castle bump. You got to get him in we here. Need, yeah, we need his followers to start listening. His followers sound like nut jobs. That's okay. Okay. Their their subscribe buttons work. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. I don't care anymore who else was on this thing. Your job now is to look at how many states Daryl Castle total, was on the ballot of. Total national votes for Daryl Castle. Yeah. Does it break six figures? It must at this they point. They don't break it down by candidate, which is annoying. Uh, what they don't uh, for the uh, go to DarylCastle.com. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he's got every one counted. See who's. But if you go to the overall the the, the country, don't they list? Uh, no. Maybe they don't, they don't go down as far as low as... Uh, hi, I'm Jimmy. <laughs> oh, wait. No, it's, just, mind, it's just Hillary and, oh, Hillary and Trump. Take your money. Take your money, filth. Take your dirty, dirty money. 
Well, let's see if by the end of the episode you can add up all the votes. It's got, I agree out. with you. It's got to be over six figures. He's already at 26,000. It's yeah. got to be an easy database for that because, again, like I said, I knew how many votes the gorilla got. So, I mean, you got to be able to scoop up castle votes. And somewhere. what was that number? How many did Harambe get? Uh, I think it was like 11,000 overall national i think so yeah. yeah and that was all right in obviously yeah. so that's pretty impressive well there's a thing on twitter where some kid wrote in paris hilton that he took a photo of his ballot and he posted it and then the next day he went i can't believe what's happened to my country this is terrible hmm. yeah kill yourself can't believe it huh mm-hmm. see you in the camp <laughs> <laughs> well that's again that's the sunshine we were hoping for <laughs> ask mike schmidt to join us yes elliot hoper well, I have found this out. I don't know which ones. I'm guessing you found out some information that... Uh, Is this on your spreadsheet? <laughs> with, with regard to Daryl Castle. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, so he's in the Constitution Party. They were on the ballot in 24 That sounds states. like a fun party. Oh, my God. Does that sound great? <laughs> yeah. We, the people, attend that party. And they had a write-in status in 22 more states. So theoretically, you could vote for him in 46 states. Okay. Which... which uh, Four don't want to be part of this. I, I couldn't. Uh, well, wait, maybe I can tell you. Castlevania. Uh, hold on, hold on. Do they have any more Castlevania information? Castlevania 3D. Uh, <laughs> give, right. give us more information about the party. And uh, I, I guess what I'm saying is give me one sentence that wants me to call this you guy. Know, it's funny. <laughs> hearing what you just said, like literally the inflection on one word changes that entire sentence. Give me more information on this. No. <laughs> what you were saying, I was waiting for you. Oh, please give me more information I, about this. I actually this. meant it. <laughs> I know you did, but I'm saying if you change one word, right. the whole thing flips. All right. I, I think – now he was – this is weird, and maybe I'm reading – it looks like – all right. You got your uh, you got your West Virginia, Virginia. What's below Virginia? Is that – North uh, Carolina? Yeah, okay. So Is it? I'm, I could be wrong. No, so- I think South right. Carolina? Georgia? No, I think it's North... Right. What's, what's of course, up? it's not South Carolina. <laughs> uh, no, Georgia's down there. Florida. They got, they got that state line. They got that... I think it's North Carolina. Oh, so he's not on the ballot in North Carolina, <laughs> Oklahoma, California, or Massachusetts, I think. All I'm right. Reading my map right. Now, again, give you some information that will make me want to call Daryl Castle. You, oh, so you would like to call him? Yeah, I got to know everything. Do you mean a, a so, he's a, so if Massachusetts and California <laughs> wouldn't allow him on? That's they did, right. they did both allowed weed on, but not Daryl Castle. <laughs> right. That's gorgeous. <laughs> but we could have written him in if we really wanted to, right? Anyway, you could write anybody in. But some states have specific qualifications that you have to match in order to be an, an official writing candidate. South Dakota, you cannot write anybody in. My brother lives there. Huh. Yeah. And Weird. he decried it on Facebook in nine paragraphs. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> How many Mike? Now you know this. You're a comedy historian. Uh, did Pat was Pat Polson ever officially on a ballot? Yeah. Or were you allowed to write him in? What, what would you do with Pat I, I Polson? Be, I believe because back then it was the straight two party, and uh, and he always campaigned as the guy. I don't know if he ever really put the wheels in motion to get on a ballot, but he would get write in votes all the time. That was his deal. How many do you think he got? Um, well, he's not Castle. That's certainly okay. that, that's really all I want to know. That's our that's our Mendoza line. If this for actually no, I'm sure. Yeah, well, actually no, because we had a, a serious country then who actually cared. So maybe he didn't get as many as we think. But you know, there were there were less guys doing it for the lulls back in the '60s. I would imagine there might have been some spaceheads who just walked in and wrote it down on accident. You right. know what I mean? Uh, I, you, you know that happens a lot. People writing Pat Paulson's name on accident all over the willy nilly. <laughs> oh, I slipped. Oh, wow. oh my god. Oh, Wait Pat a second. Paulson. I got his Amazing. autograph. Uh, he was a very funny man, and we miss him. And we oh, can sure. certainly use his uh, thoughts at this time. His dry wit would save us. It would carry us through these Trumpian times just to look at the human droopy dog that was Pat Paulson. <laughs> was he funny? I don't know. He could step in his own cheeks. How funny is that? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds 
pretty funny, actually. <laughs> All right. I click on that video. <laughs> Shouldn't he be in that circus that opens up for Motley Crue, though, if that's what he could do? <laughs> the Jim, Jim Rose, Rose guy? Yeah. Oh, I hate it. Lily's friends with those guys, oh. like a bunch of those dudes, and she's those blockheads and sword swallowers, and, I, and she's just like, yeah, they're my friends, and I'm like, nah, awful. Just so bad. <laughs> just, it just it Literally, it just sounds like the worst. Like, that's the thing where the party at one in the morning, someone goes, hey, I can swallow a bottle. And you're like, oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And they turn it into a show. Now, are they, Mike, let me ask you a couple questions. You're spending some time with these guys. <laughs> uh, there's an arrogance there, too. Like, they're proud of their weird. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, I can follow this. Great. Yeah. It's fucking weird. You shouldn't be able to do that. No. And you shouldn't be proud of it. No, but almost like an air of superiority. Like, haha. Yeah. By the way, I learned I can nail fucking nails into my sinuses. And it's like, right. I, that's oh, good for you, man. Look at me. I can pick up a dumbbell with my tit. Yeah. Great. <laughs> but this is exactly. like, I have to say, the, the, the regular people of America and the world push them to it because in an era, in a time when everybody has a tattoo and everyone's got a leather jacket, they have to do something to oh, that's true. go to the extra that. mile. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, we took all their regular counterculture shit away from them. So they're like, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, nailing my cock. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I pierced my cock. Really? I used mine to lift a canoe. That was great. Yeah, I don't know. Because it looks like a pussy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? right? You lift your, with your cock. It's like you're fucking that boat. Now, does that make your dick bigger if you do that every day? I think that's what I heard. Fuck a boat? If you know. If you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why not? I think, it, well, at first it would just make it look really small compared to the boat. Your sure. dick looks tiny. But so eventually. They, they, they did sell a thing that you would put it on like a cock ring with like some like ropes. A weight. With yeah. a weight to make your dick, which yeah. of course isn't pie. Right? I remember. No. Pen and Teller. Yeah, I love the right. That's my favorite part of that whole thing. Right? right? Guys. I mean, I don't want anybody to try it. it. I mean, right? There's no way this works. Well, here's the thing. It's like those creams. Right, fellas? <laughs> when Penn and Teller had that show on showtime bullshit they did an episode about penis enlargement they did not and these and is I, it available online <laughs> you want to look into really it really got to watch <laughs> to see what your options are <laughs> and nothing worked i swear to god something had they to. said that the weight thing would actually because what it is there's more blood with your there. your dick is just muscle and if you stretch muscle like if you pull it every single day i do the muscle will st- <laughs> will stretch of over was time a, gee, that was a nice beat off joke that was i liked yeah. it so you, but, but it's not. But it's not like it makes it normal. Big. No, because I pull it and I put it right back. Yeah. Well. Well. You. Yes. But I'm saying with the weights, it just. It just. You know, it just turns it into fucking spaghetti at that point. Yeah, I you know, you're just stretching it out and it's hanging down, and and, and it's no, but not then what, when you but then when you get an erection, does does that does more? Obviously, more blood has to go to 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 make it hard. Yeah, but it can't. It looks like it's just hanging there like a Hot Wheels track. So I mean, you, it's not fucking. So uh, it makes you impotent, is what you're saying. I would imagine so. I don't know. I don't know. They said it works. I, I feel like they. Which one said that? The quiet one. <laughs> he, he finally spoke up after twenty five years. He was like, "Hey guys, it yes, works." This is and the then thing. he pulled his dick out. And was like, Holy <laughs> clunk! Before uh, and after pictures. Wrong. What, uh, Garen? Were you looking something up? Or are you done looking at this stuff? Well, up? we I'm gave him the t- tallying. Oh, uh, that's right. You're Mr. doing Castle's that. Uh, all right, we check in then with Garen. Is he at six figures yet? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't gotten to the ad. Okay, you're just, you just write it down. He's, he's doing what they call a tally. He's Maybe gathering sums. Ask Elliot. He can share that spreadsheet with you if you want to make a column. <laughs> you know, guys, Google's a great thing to use. You guys could uh, exchange uh, facts and yeah, figures Google that Docs. Way. Yeah, use a Google Doc on this. Sure. It's my fucking phone beeping. What's wrong? Yeah, you, just keep getting an update from Elliot about that spreadsheet. They <laughs> <laughs> just shared a Google Doc. Elliot's really WhatsApping everybody in the in, in the room. <laughs> what was that? WhatsApp? WhatsApp. What's that, buddy? I don't know what that is. It's like a text message thing. It's so. weird. I, I don't know if it's, if Facebook owns it or who owns it, but it is. It's like yeah, uh, Facebook bought it, didn't yeah, they? Yeah. yeah, and it's uh when I when I went overseas, 
uh, that was the thing I was told to use because obviously you right. didn't use Wi-Fi and stuff. It was more like an app just on your phone where you could just text back and forth with it. It's a very so. popular international messaging service. Yeah. Uh, no fees. Like if you're if you have family or friends abroad, you can communicate with them without. Uh, and they got that uh, their name from the Budweiser commercials. Is that the premise? Behind? Yes. <laughs> What's that? Exactly. <laughs> What's that? God, remember that? Mm. Oh, yes. Sure. Those are gone. Those days are totally gone now. The, the days of the serial commercial, other than the, the new, you know, the Verizon idiot, he's back, and then Flo from Progressive. But because I was, I was talking to somebody at the other day, I mean, Chip, our friend Chip would do, he did Eddie. He was Eddie in Bud Light. You just right. know him. He was Eddie in like a series of Bud Light commercials or Joe Suzu. But now because everybody has TiVo, they don't bother to commit that kind of level of commitment to it. So they just do these one offs and you just, there's no, yeah. and not that it was ever artwork before. But it's a, a weird, another thing, like newspapers and everything else that we grew up with that's going away. Because, again, nobody gives a flying fuck about commercials, so they just blaze right through them. I see the beautiful girl from the Verizon. No, Verizon? What's she on? Sprint? What's she on? Verizon? Are you talking about the motorcycle girl? AT&T. She's that AT&T. Oh, sure. That beautiful young lady. That fella, he gets so distracted by her beauty, he doesn't know how to talk, and then he doesn't no. know how to use a door. Yeah. That poor fella. Remember when Toyota... He's us, man. He's just like every young man oh, in America. Not boy. us, but maybe young men. <laughs> <laughs> uh, remember when uh, Toyota tried to do that? I think it was last Super Bowl with the, the bank heist, and they're yes. escaping in a oh, right. Prius, and it never... I, I literally never saw what happened with that story that they started to tell because it was like no. I saw it on that night and I was like I guess that's going to keep going but I will never see it right but it was but it was so jarring to see it in April right it's <laughs> like what, what happened there's st- well, that's still happening still a thing? I thought it was a one off that night but instead yeah. th- and then he started to show it in segments yeah, yeah. that didn't match and then then it made no sense at all I think they caught him. You think oh, so? They got him. Thank God. Well, eventually you're going to run out of gas. <laughs> Not these guys. Not in that car. Not these guys. That's a premise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there was way, someone I, we knew in that we car. We drive a Prius. Yeah. You can't. Run, you cannot outrun anybody. Really? <laughs> that was. The, but it was a. Uh, the. the uh, I don't know why I'm fact checking your joke. <laughs> no. Go ahead. What was it? <laughs> uh, the premise wasn't that they were faster. It was just that they never ran out of gas. So they could. They could just. They could lead a, a slow speed or medium speed chase for. Oh, I see. It was just a chase. Yeah. It's not that you're going to outrun them. It's yeah. that you could last longer. Yeah. Right. Okay, I should tell you this. I never saw the commercial. Oh. And I also don't drive a Prius. Somebody <laughs> <laughs> I thought Danielle did. We Well, it's in my name. We share it. Okay. You know, and then you, if I need to go a long distance, I use the Prius. If, sure. uh, and then she takes the Volkswagen, vice versa. Mm-hmm. Well, it's in your name. You can do whatever you want with God it, for fuck's sake. Right and it drive it into a wall, go ahead. <laughs> That's mine, God damn it. Volkswagen's in her name. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. That's weird. Which one's Oliver's? Uh, Oliver has the Tesla. <laughs> of course he does. Nice. Yeah. His grandfather bought it for him, and it just sits in the driveway. <laughs> yeah. Can I use it, Oliver? No. <laughs> you know what? He might be able to because starting in October, every Prius off the line, I mean, I'm sorry, every Tesla off the line is equipped to be driverless when the software is released. And right. What? Become legal. That's why when you said Oliver had it, I was just like, of course, he, he, yeah. he doesn't need to drive it. It just drives him all over town. Right. Like a young will Bruce we, Wayne. Will we be seeing? <laughs> right, will we be seeing that? Will we see children behind the wheel? Then there's there's apparently they've they've developed a, a five level system for driverlessness. The one to five, five being no human being even needs to be inside of it, and one being uh, you can sit there and take your hands off the wheel, but uh, but you have to sit. You like there has to be a wheel and pedals to intervene in case. Well, and also you have to touch it every minute or three minutes or which is like what that. the tesla already does like you can there's an autopilot in current teslas if you're on the highway you just press a button you can let go of the steering wheel and, what? and take your feet off the gas yeah you didn't know that 
I uh, didn't. Of that five-level thing, I would love it if three was named small child. <laughs> Equipped for small child in driver's seat. Yeah, yeah. Wait, you're saying that right now I can get on the 405 and my Tesla will do the driving for me? Yeah. Well, what time is it? More like the sitting in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? I'm 1974. Lost and cut off. No. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that Thank you for bringing that like, One time we were driving on to Malibu. All right, go ahead. Gary, you got a tally yet? Yep. All right, here we go. Let's check in. Wait a minute. Are we betting on this? Yeah. All right. We're back oh, in. Fuck. I'm back. Right. I should tell you, well, I, don't, I don't have any secrets. We all just, I mean. So, hmm. So I did my own tally based on Google results. Well, we're going to. Well, uh, you know what, then get this goes back in here. Where I should have looked at the beginning. I said to look at his so website. We told you to go to his website. I went. Now, did his number agree with your number, though? No, it did not. Oh, interesting. Are you in on this, Elliot? Yes, I am. Wee. Damn it. Mm, not so easy. Somebody put it in for me because I all I have is only yeah. five. Oh, got, I, got, <laughs> got, I have a bunch of ones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you do it out. You have, you have his one. Wait a minute. You have a, how many did you win there? Well, I won three. Oh, then you gave back. Uh, I get, yeah, he floated me. All right, so so I covered you. Thank all you, right. Mike. All right, Mike, set it off. So what are we guessing? Full national votes? Full national votes. And this votes. is, we're going with the number off his website. Yeah. And well, what did we decide? Uh, he he would, has two numbers. He has the total. And then he has the ballot and then write-ins, which is only showing one state reporting. So I think we just go by what the ballot says. And he was on 24 ballots. Yeah. Okay. How, how does Daryl Castle get one write-in vote <laughs> at all? I mean, <laughs> I'm shocked. The name, the name yeah. is in their mind. They walk uh, into the booth. Uh, no, what? No Castle. Give <laughs> <laughs> well, me a pen. <laughs> Uh, 24 he's in 24 states wow. you already know he's got 16 and 10 right 26 but he's 24 ballot states and then another 22 official write-ins right. 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 but I'm with Mike which only one has reported are you going with the highest number I would just go with I would just bet whatever you think the ballot or you, we can do total if you want it's it's up to you guys. There's a, I should tell you money. this. I don't understand what riddle is happening right now. <laughs> I don't. The total that they have displayed, that includes write-in votes for yeah. one state. Great. Use it. Okay. Then we'll do the total. Full number. Yeah. Total number. Darryl Even though Cash. that's incomplete, I, I don't know if we'll ever know how many votes he really got. <laughs> well, right. we will, because I will refresh his webpage every hour now. <laughs> All right. Yeah. This will take the place of Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow. You know, I, I, I'm only guessing this just on the trend we've seen with the other two states. Yeah. Sure. That's all we can, all, that's all, that's all, we, we all of us can all do. Right. Well, could you explain it again, Elliot? I really <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm going to say 311,814 votes. Wow. Okay. That's very specific. Yeah, he'll write it down. Is anybody writing that down? Karen will write it down. 311814. Okay. Okay. Which are two bands on that uh, shit music cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I threw 311 in as a nod to the KKK, so why not? Nice one. Well, they should have 88 in there. Um, uh, I'm going with uh, 243,000. 243. 243. That's clean. That's clean. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go a little higher. I'm going to say uh, 386. Oh, I was going to go 287. Okay. Okay. I go 187 on an undercover cop. Hey. I'm gonna Speaking go, of uh, killing people. <laughs> you know, I'm well, going way up. I'm going to go 867-530. Well, that's oh not God. bad. Yeah, that's good. He got 8 million votes. <laughs> uh, all right, Garen Cockrell, how many votes total did our friend Daryl Castle get? And again, I want more information on this guy, because if I like what I hear, we're going to call him. He's pro-Bitcoin. 
I'm out. That is the that's the best thing I could find. That's the best thing you can find. That he's pro Bitcoin because otherwise he doesn't go, he doesn't jive with anything we think, right? Uh, he is double Trump. Oh, he says wow. he's more libertarian than Gary Johnson. No, Gary Johnson. Yeah. Well, he get rid well, Gary of Johnson doesn't uh, even know what he is, <laughs> right? Let's get rid of the Fed. I do have a question for you, Elliot. Yes. What is Aleppo? <laughs> is that a type of big cat? Yeah, our friend uh, Joe Exotic will tell you about that. Yeah, there you go. All right, what do you got? Garen Cockerell, how many votes did our friend Daryl Castle get? Daryl Castle, election results total 100,000. Oh. Wait, 166,447. Well, that's a disappointment. How did it we is. manage to pick the two states where he rocked the house? <laughs> so strong <laughs> in Michigan. So strong. Colorado. Fuck. Wait, what did you say? I was the lowest one at 243, wasn't I? Yeah, take your money. Take it. Take your money. <laughs> take your money. Ram, ram it up your ass. There you go. <laughs> did you put in for accurate. me? I did. Elliot, give Mike a dollar. Thank you. Very well, good. Works, but okay. Well, because I see you. Now you owe him a dollar. <laughs> Hang on, I'm getting a... Uh, <sighs> Um, all right, Garen, remind me I have a message for you. Is the message, it's going to be okay? <laughs> it gets I better. think that's a message for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you doing that nationally for everybody? Like you were America's hair dad, now you're everybody's America consolation? <laughs> trying to do the best I can. I'm just trying to get everybody make some sense of this all, like the great Bill Curtis. Um, America is Will Hunting and you're Robin Williams. <laughs> you're just literally, just, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Don't do not do this, man. <laughs> you're just hugging everybody. That movie made me cry, and you bring it up doesn't help. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> made me cry, too, though. Sad movie. But awesome movie. Good movie. I wonder if it holds up. I loved it when it came out. It seems like it might be a movie that, mostly because of now what I think of uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, which they're fine, but I think I, I look at them differently than I did back then. Maybe I would watch it differently now and be a little bit more like, mm. Why are you mad at those guys? Can't you separate yourself from the from you know? But they're too paid for douchebaggery. And- <laughs> I'm, I I might be able to. You don't like those guys in movies? I think they're good. I like I them too. okay. I, mean, I like I, them okay, but uh, I don't know. Isn't uh, I don't know. I think that Damon left a bad taste in my mouth when he was like scolding that woman on uh, Project Greenlight. Oh yeah, um, that was unpleasant. Yeah, that's it. Me neither. And, Sounds like I don't want to. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Anyway. No, I want to keep them pristine and I didn't in my see, brain. I didn't see Batman versus Superman, so I, I don't. What? I didn't have an opinion on no, that. Good. Let's not talk about it then, because oh my Christ, that was a bigger disaster than the fucking election. <laughs> but you're still pro. <laughs> you're still pro Affleck. It wasn't uh, his fault. It was more. No, it was not his fault. He's the best thing in the movie. Yeah. I mean, that's not saying much at all. Right. But because it is a disaster from mm-hmm. the jump. But uh, but but he didn't do anything to it that was bad. Okay. Mike, did you ever see Titanic? That's also a disaster movie. It is, but a different kind of disaster movie. Yeah, disaster of the heart. <laughs> but I love Titanic. It's funny. I was just talking to somebody about that the other day. I, I, I haven't seen it in a long time, but it's one of those movies that if it's on, I, I, I can just relax my brain and put the remote down because I'm in. I don't care. I love all of it. I just, my I, I, every time I see it, I just imagine my brother going, iceberg right ahead. That idiot. You know, those, like you did the, the line earlier from a movie. Yeah. That you just get those things stuck in your brain and it's like, keep order here. The guy with the gun and oh, yeah, on the yeah, lifeboats, yeah. all that stuff just jumps out. Dude, I love that movie. What's the one that sticks in your head, Jimmy? Round of drinks, him, my good man. Not in the film. Not Never the film. said in the film <laughs> my yeah. favorite quote was never in the movie and not even close not i don't even, even think there was a quote even Doesn't say remotely it. similar to that i think if we go back to our to our tape sources yes uh we will see that i my guess was i was trying to describe what his character yeah was his, like he's the type of guy that would go vibe. oh run of drinks here my good man right. and then it, we all then went well that's a line of the movie yeah by that by we all i mean me yeah <laughs> but i always think of the thing with uh 
my least favorite uh, subgenre of movie joke is a period piece where someone goes, huh, Picasso, he'll never amount to anything. It's such an easy, lame thing that every movie in the past does or any time travel movie has to do it. That remi- well, it's like Graham Elwood when I was hanging out. We were talking about Avatar because I mean, I, I when I saw Avatar, I didn't judge it as a movie. I judged it as an achievement. It was like, remember when you and I saw Black Hawk Down? Yes, so we were on the road together and we walked out of there just going, that, I think it was a good movie, but it was also just an astonishment. I mean, it was just right. un, just the filming of the chase in, in Somalia, ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. So the, just to see that scope of something you will never be able to achieve, I can barely talk. <laughs> so then when I saw the, uh, when we saw Avatar, I looked at it like that, this technology, they created a world. I, mm-hmm. And whether the, the story was rudimentary out of a children's book, I, that's fine, but everything else was ridiculous. And Graham could not get over the fact that when the Marines landed it it's like the year 3000 you know we're, we're eating air and plants and whatever the fuck and he hated the fact that the guy said all right we're not in kansas anymore he's like really the wizard of oz lives on as a reference four thousand years from now and it took him completely that was it he was like the rest of it is terrible too but that was the moment where i just went uh, he just literally kicked his feet up and went this is gonna suck ah, and just that was it but yeah so you just see that stuff that takes you completely out of it that movie angered me Avatar? Really? I hated it. I liked it. And I didn't even see it in 3D, which apparently was the only good thing a lot of people thought about it. And but. It's, didn't it steal Fern Gully or some bullshit? I remember everybody said that it stole, it stole basically the entire plot line from another movie. Oh, yeah. But I'm, I'm with you. It, like, it, it, it completely pulled me into that. Like, if you surrendered yourself to, like, this is where we're going, to me, it was basically, um, it was Pocahontas meets um, Aliens. Right. Like, and I love Aliens, and Pocahontas is fine. Like, <laughs> It's not, it's not the worst. It's not the best. But like the fucking the mech of it, like the right. suits and the, that shit was really cool to me. I really love that. Part. I agree. It, it completely made a different world. I took and it took me somewhere I absolutely did not expect to go. Yeah. I will say I'm a little disappointed. He's been locked in a den writing the next seven of them for the past 15 years. Uh, it that doesn't like seem a, like time well spent. No, it seems like a, wa- a waste of his talent, first of all. Yeah. And secondly, a, a real I mean, that is, you could not have your finger more further off the pulse of the United <laughs> American people. Right. And I, oh, they can't wait for the seven Avatar sequels. I don't know what you're doing, pal. But yeah. Hey, pal. <laughs> you heard hey, well, the, And then also they're rolling out. There's the Cirque du Soleil Avatar show that just yeah. opened. Oh, pass. And then there's the the Avatar World at Disney World I that they're opening. pass to that. Like, who, who wants this? Who asked for it? Even no people idea. who like the movie are kind of over it at this yeah. point. Wait, so you, you pass on a Cirque du Soleil? You seem like a Cirque guy. I like Cirque, but not Avatar themed. You, uh, so uh, you like what? Plate spinning and guys bending in half? What do you like about Cirque? Have you been, I, was teasing. Have you, I didn't think you were a Cirque dude at all. Have you seen a Cirque? Du Soleil. What was the last Cirque you saw? Circus of the Sun. Yeah, Are well, you thinking of Band du Soleil? The, <laughs> oh, the, for my the central sunscreen? Yeah. <laughs> for your George Harrison thing. That you're, Band du Soleil for the central patron. I figured you were thinking of that. Yeah. yeah. Mike, Mike, I did misunderstand your question. Okay. I do like a nice bass. I've never seen a Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> I saw that uh, Cavalia with the horses running around. My, that's a My friend Larry King says that is the greatest show he's ever seen. That's what the billboard told me. Do you agree with that? I don't. <laughs> wasn't even the greatest show I saw that week. <laughs> I I, and you saw no other shows that no, week. I think I might have wandered by the UCB and heard something better. But you, you know, taking apart, taking Larry King out of the equation, suspenders and nonsense. Does the heft 
of the recommendation of a 95 year old <laughs> man that it's the best show he's ever seen. A man who's lived a life within the show business confines. Right. He's seen it all. <laughs> right. Right. Pretty much. <laughs> he's been and seen everything in the world. This is the one <laughs> right. that he singled out. Of the, is it just him being wistful for the rest of his life and forgetting everything he's seen before? Yes. Or does it have any import at all to you that a 95 year old man would say that this it does not to me? No, no, really? Does you, you just discard it out of hand? You think he's just being hyperbolic or? Yes, I think he's said, you, you know, he's also like doors. You know, if you read his that <laughs> <laughs> doors, this man likes doors. He likes doors. Hello. <laughs> Forget windows. I like doors. <laughs> I, I think it really is just like he got to an age where just like things pass you by and you can't process mo- anything anymore. But man, horses in a circle. That's where it's at. Like this, I can f- I can comprehend it. And so I what, love it. What was the poster we saw in the airport about David Copperfield where somebody oh, said, it was, was it like Oprah? Oprah? Was it, oh, I think it was Oprah. Yeah. But it was the a ridiculous quote. greatest magician quote. of all time. Yeah, or no shit. Or what is she? Yeah, the quote was, it's always just over the top. Like, that, that you lose credibility at that point. Like, I don't, if you're just going to go that uh, ridiculous with your statement, then I can't believe you. But isn't that also, I mean, you're more likely to hear from a friend something that you want to see. Isn't that just millionaires complimenting millionaires at that point? It's just, it's just the total right. log rolling. I mean, I, yeah. I, Oprah Winfrey thinks he's the greatest musician of all time. I, who the fuck cares? I mean, you know, how many magicians does she see as she wanders out of her castle once a year? You know, out of Daryl. Her Daryl Castle. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think she goes to the Magic Castle? What if that's her thing? What if we don't know anything about it? What if Oprah's? Well, that's the absurdity oh of that God. quote because, like, what what is she? Yeah, was she like a connoisseur? Like, what if you? Yeah, you met her and you expected her to be all erudite and, and sophisticated, and all she wanted to do was pull quarters out of your head. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, she just did sleight of hand. She's like Patch Adams. Oprah Winfrey, how, nice to meet you. She just, you got a deck of cards on you. <laughs> The thing about Oprah Winfrey is she loves illusions. <laughs> one time, it's funny you bring that up, Vin. One time, yes. Oprah was on the show, and so, uh, also it was Doug Henning. You want to talk about an illusion? He made his dick disappear right in her twat. <laughs> Presto. <laughs> the world of illusion. The world of illusion. Uh, all right, Gary, we checked in with you. Everything. Go, uh, what else happened over the weekend? Anything of import? Uh, no. Other than you know, our world ending? Were you beaten by a mob? <laughs> no, I avoided the mobs. You got out of the fetal position. Uh, I punished myself by watching Kickboxer. Oh, the Van Damme movie? Mm-hmm. Are you just practicing for your dystopian future? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean punishment? I love that movie. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, it's great, though. Rewatch it, Matt. It's terrible, but that's what makes it great. I watched it because I have this other movie I'm supposed to review for my site called Kickboxer Vengeance. <laughs> okay. So I mistakenly thought, oh, this is a sequel, so I should watch the first one, so I'm not lost. <laughs> it's a remake. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, watch no. this thing again. Now I have to... Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. Not only did you watch Kickboxer, now you got to watch the knockoff version of <laughs> yeah. Kickboxer? What a mess. Is it, With it, Van Damme. Is, Van Damme's in the new one, too? Good to have him back. Yeah. Is he in a, like, a, a sensei role, or is he like the lead he's, guy? He's the sensei for the character he played in the original movie. Does he still dispense Van Damage? I, I'll let you know. All right, please. I'll follow up. You know what they say, Garen? If you listen to Fools, the mob <laughs> rules! <laughs> Tell the city and tell the people that something's coming to call. Death and darkness are rushing forward to take a bite for the ball. Yeah. It's a great Ronnie James deal. <laughs> yes, it was. I lost him too soon. He was yeah. a great vocalist. We needed his voice this election season. Well, we sure did, because if you listen to Fools, the mob rules. Living it. And we did, and it does. I don't know who uh, is going to run for president in 2020, but if they don't use that song, <laughs> they're <laughs> foolish. I'm voting for Hugh Downs. <laughs> <laughs> sure, he's dead, isn't he? I don't care. I'm in. I'll tell you who I'm voting for Who's in 2020. 
Daryl. Daryl. <laughs> He's got momentum. <laughs> He's got 187, baby. Right behind him. <laughs> the funniest thing you've ever said. So subtle, wonderfully. Uh, all right, we check in over there with Elliot Hochberg. Right out of Palms, California. How's Palms doing uh, in the uh, the aftermath of the election, Elliot? Uh, it seems fine. I wasn't there most of the weekend. You had your big show over the weekend. Did, yes. Flusterface. What's it called? Cathalusical. <laughs> 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 Almost spit on you, dude. <laughs> what the? Face. By the way. That would be a good show. Hang on. As a note to somebody, the Flusterfaces is my the name of my fantasy baseball team. Somebody make a note of that. The Flusterface. Flusterface. I love it. Uh, go. Yes, How, so how'd it go? It went very well. I saw some photographic evidence that it happened. It did, and it was uh, it was very Lovecraftian. We were we were pretty happy with what we uh, improvised. So, so it was a good time for uh, escaping to another dimension. I imagine the, the crowd was ready to uh, oh, go yeah. with you on that. Do you have a nice size crowd? Uh, we filled that house, that little house. I don't know what that means. Um, it's got like. 30 seats or something. That's it, huh? That's a tiny little space, but it's it's good. It's good. But it's good. It's a positive energy in there. Yeah. What is this show? What am I missing? Uh, Ellie, you explain it. It's an improvised musical, and the, the theme of the show is uh, Lovecraft stories, so it's called Cthulhuzical. Oh, okay. It's like Reanimator and all that kind of stuff. Mm, Those, are the te- hope- Those are movie stuff. Yeah, I mean, but hopefully better, but yes. Okay. The last time I saw Elliot, it was a... Uh, Way to shoot down Mike's no. attempt. Sorry. Well, no, people, people who are big Lovecraft fans are not necessarily fans of reanimation. Here we go. It kind, yeah. of, it kind of cartoonizes Yeah, the, we're good. We're good. We're good. No, people, people who are big Lovecraft fans aren't coming to a 30-seat theater either. So. <laughs> surprised. Uh, nobody's surprised, Elliot. We had some people who got the references, so... Congratulations. <laughs> Great. Uh, we're on your side, dude. I'm don't, not don't, sure don't. whether... I'm never sure whether you're on my side, Jimmy. I'm always on your side. You know that. Yes, I know. You know who's really on your side. (laughs) Time? Nationwide. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll be back. Hey, guys. Matt here with some dates for you. Mike Schmidt is on Twitter at the 40-year-old boy. The the number 40, not 40 spelled out. So the 40-year-old boy is his Twitter handle. His podcast is also called the 40-year-old boy. You can find it on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. And it's fantastic. It's him ranting once a week, which I think we are going to need these days to hear some kind of voice in the darkness. Uh, also, if you want to see him live and you're in Los Angeles next week, November 21st, Three Clubs, he's doing his 2020 stand-up show. So please go support Mike at uh, the Three Clubs. And meanwhile, we are going to be live in Salt Lake City, Utah, Thursday, the 17th. So if you're listening to this the day it came out, then uh, go tonight. Salt Lake City, Wise Guys, live, never not funny. Jimmy and I are going to be in your town. Please come check us out. And then uh, our next live date is... Uh, the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, Indiana. That's the 29th of January. Uh, Jimmy's also doing stand-up that weekend, though. The 27th and 28th are stand-up dates. And then uh, Matinee Show 29th is the live Never Not Funny. Come check it out. You can get all our tour dates and deets at nevernotfunny.com. Just click the tour link. Or go to jimmypardo.com, click the tour link, and enjoy. Well, Matt, you know as you look across the table from me today, kitty corner. Yep. I'm clean shaven. Me too. And well, I did that. I shaved yesterday, but yes. Pretty, we're still pretty good, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. I wouldn't shave today. Unless you were going to a funeral or a wedding, Okay, I would say you would not have to shave today. I was a I was in a wedding once, and I had a beard still. A beard's different than being uh, right. uh, you know, a homeless hobo. <laughs> That's true. Remember when I had that big bushy beard when we started Never Not Funny? Yeah, do I. And then I tried to trim it for this wedding because I was like, I'm in the wedding. I should clean it up a little bit. And then it just looked like I was unshaven. Like, it looked messy. Like, didn't look good. You should have shaved. Probably. But then your face would have been all... <laughs> then it would have been all messed up. Not yeah. if you would have used one of these great blades from Harry's. Harry's 
baby back shaves. Well, big uh, razor companies uh, have the annoying habit of putting out new models and raising their already high prices. I'm sick of big razor coming in, <laughs> taking my hard-earned money. Well, you're lucky. What's that? What happened? Harry's doesn't believe enough charging. No, they don't. Which is why they've made their razors even better, and they're keeping the prices exactly the same. Yay! They're keeping the prices exactly the same. <laughs> they're keeping the prices exactly the same. They're keeping the prices exactly the same. They're keeping the prices exactly the same. Harry's five ray uh, five blade razors now include a softer flex hinge for a more comfortable glide, trimmer blade for the higher to reach places, lubricating strip, and a textured handle for more control when it's wet. It's still just two bucks a blade. Compared Fantastic. to the four or more you're going to pay at the drugstore. What are you, a druggie? Going to the drugstore for your drugs and razors? I both love and hate that character. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm really torn about it. Well, it's... But, it, it's, but it's not, I'm not in the middle it's, at it's, all. It's wildly unfair what I'm doing. I'm basically shaming people who shop at a drugstore for doing something that they're not doing. But I will say, if you want to save a little money, go to, go to the source. Go to the German-engineered, German-manufactured blade source. They bought the factory. You heard right. Matt, I just read this sentence. By owning the factory. Now, is that new information? We've known this. No, no. This is on record on our own show. On this show. We have gone on record as to say we've got a sponsor who bought a factory. It's unbelievable. Because we just pay rent here. We don't own this. Oh, I dream of the day we could pull a Harry on this place. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Harry's is so confident in the quality of their blades. They're going to send you the popular free trial set. That comes with the Razor, five-blade cartridge, and shaving gel. Razor, five-blade cartridge, and shaving gel. Free when you sign up for the shave plan. Just pay shipping. Now, I heard, I, heard a, I heard a rumor that the deal got better. It gets better. What happened? You heard a rumor. Heard a rumor. Say you got a broken heart. I heard a rumor. Who's that? Is, it, is that expose? I think it's expose. Uh, Bananarama? It's not Bananarama. Uh, it is. I is think it, it's Bananarama. Is it Bananarama? Yeah. Garen, quickly. Who did I hear? I think it's Bananarama. Wow. It's Bananarama. Bananarama. Uh, by the way, Bananarama, you could uh, you could use your blades to uh, uh, peel a banana. Peel a banana. <laughs> That's a good there. Uh, plus, there's a special offer for the fans that you just spoke of. Yeah. Enter code PARDO at checkout to get a post-shave balm. Balm it up. Added to your order for free. You're going to get the razor, five-blade cartridge, and shaving gel all for free when you sign up for the shave plan. You just pay for the shipping. Yep. And they've just added the post-shave balm. Uh, by using code PARDO. Best so, bomb in the biz. Harrys.com. Use code PARDO and take advantage of that deal today. It's the bomb. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you ever go shopping for a watch at the store, Matt? I gave up. I'm tired of looking at these overpriced things <laughs> and glass cases that, uh, you know, none of them really are what I want anyway. The ones that I do like are way too overpriced, honestly. What should I do, Jimmy? I recommend... That you do that that way every single time because I found it believable and at the same time, it's not as scripted. <laughs> Yet, you're not reading from a script. There's no script in my I'm head. holding the script. You're, you aren't. You're the liar. Movement watches are dynamite. And Matt and I both each have one. I use mine on my left uh, wrist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do I. Even though I'm left-handed, I still put it on my left wrist. Is that true? So that the knob, the so even though, you know, what do you said it once, but I still want the knob to be facing this way. Why? I don't know. I just if you're feels, left-handed, it doesn't matter. I, I never write with my hand anyway. Who cares if it's on my left hand or my right hand? You never write anymore. I, I write a check every once in a while. Um, when you go to write that check, do you I, find that you have the worst handwriting in the world? Not yes, because we don't write anymore. Yeah, it's. I'm embarrassed. I'm always. I've always been self-conscious about my handwriting uh, ever since I was a kid. I have sloppy handwriting, and I, I don't know 
how to fix it. I don't want to slow down because it's, it's tedious to begin with. But yeah, I I, uh, I hate my handwriting and I try to avoid handwriting at all costs. Well, what you do then is you type away and, and luckily while you're looking down at your hands, typing on that keyboard, you get to look at the movement watch. Hold on. Did you say typing? <laughs> no, boy. Here we go. Hold on. Keep, keep going. Movement watches start at just $95. I'm listening. And at a department store, it doesn't sound like you're listening. It sounds like you're typing. I'm, I'm, I'm taking notes on what you're telling me. I see. Uh, movement watches uh, start at $95. At the department store, you're looking at four to $500. These are beautiful watches. And I mean that sincerely. We, uh, I wore mine. I went to, uh, when I went to the theater with my wife last week, I, put, I took off my Garmin. And I put on a uh, put on the watch because uh, I care about how I uh, appear in public. Sure. And uh, I know how much I've walked that day. I don't need to keep track of those extra couple hundred steps. I put the watch on. Felt good to put it on. It looked great with the outfit I had on. Mm-hmm. Movement figured out uh, that by selling online, they were able to cut out the middleman and retail markup, providing the best possible price. Classic design, quality construction, styled minimalism. Over 500,000 watches are sold in over 160 countries, the United States of America being one of them. I don't know about what's going to happen in a Trump America. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to sell watches there. That sounds like someone just left the room in disgust. Elliot's sickened by what I just suggested. <laughs> right. Now, this company started by two broke college kids that wanted to wear stylish watches but couldn't afford them, so they started their own watch company. They apparently had the money to start a company. Look, they it, it only takes a dream, Jimmy. A dollar and a dream. That's right. D and D. That's what is that what D and D stands for? Yeah, that's what that game is. Oh, thanks. You probably thought it was like dragons and trolls, but no, it's it's actually just about playing the lottery by buying a ticket every day. Oh, boy, oh boy. I wish I could do that. I wish I would buy a lottery ticket every day. No, live a waste. Of course it is. Invest uh, in yourself, Jimmy. Invest in movement. Well, these guys know how to do it. Uh, you built a following. You launched a podcast, YouTube, radio. These guys did it right, the same way Never Not Funny did. Uh, now here's the beautiful part about movement watches advertising on never not funny. Mm-hmm. You get 15% off today. That's damn good. Free shipping. Oh, even better. Free returns. Oh, cool. So if you don't like it, I mean, that's the thing we've talked about them before. The hardest part of this whole thing, it's very easy to, to order a watch from movement, but there's one catch. When you go to their website, you will see every beautiful watch that they've made, and you will have a hard time choosing. I guarantee that. They are good-looking watches, and they're stylish, and they're slim, and they're tender. (laughs) Now, by going to movementwatches.com, M-V-M-T-watches.com, slash never, that's going to get you that 15% off. Now is the time to step up your watch game. Go to movementmvmtwatches.com, slash never. Take advantage of this 15% off, free shipping, free returns. Movementwatches.com slash never join. Now, this is in reality. and We hear a lot about it in the election uh, about movements. Yeah. This is a movement. Join it. I like the movement movement. I like the movement movement. I like the movement movement. I like the movement. Welcome back to the program, guys. Uh, 1915, uh, we're joined by AST recording artist Mike Schmidt. We're lucky to have him here. Take a time away. Uh, Is there anybody you'd love to as an esteemed recording artist, you think, <laughs> with MP3 and Spotify and digital stuff? Would no, you call it like... You said Beyonce? AST recording artist. Oh, I think you said esteemed recording no, artist. No, AST. Oh, okay, I'm that. the label. Yeah, I'm certainly that. You have an album over on AST yeah. Records. I do. Right, I still selling. Yeah. I would imagine it just it was like because we were I, we were falling back into like seventy stuff, and uh, I just thought a steam recording artist <laughs> sounded funny. I do. You know what? I, I like will. Uh, all right, let's take it back. Then. Here we go. Count me in, Elliot. Three, two, one. Hey, everybody! Welcome back to the program, episode nineteen fifteen. A steamed recording artist, Michael Glenn Schmidt, <laughs> is with us. The former third <laughs> baseman, a steamed recording artist. 
Nice. Do you think it, we're, we're not, not really like, taking it back? Mike, we're not really taking it back. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were. Oh, my fault. I apologize. <laughs> I, I haven't been here in a while. I thought. I remember we don't edit. I remember that was yeah, the, yeah. the mantra for a while. Well, yeah, <laughs> right, we're good. not editing that first intro. That's no, funny. it's all staying. It's all stay. I do appreciate the commitment to the character. I do love I it. Try. I kind of wanted it to just to just keep going. That'd be great. Let's redo the first act again. <laughs> I wasn't feeling very funny. It's so. not a bad idea. But you, you were fine. You're being way too hard on yourself, guys. We're getting through it. <laughs> Mike Schmidt, speaking of recording artist, Mike is going to see Temple of the Dog tonight. I am. <laughs> Courtesy of a listener. Was that right? Oh, wow. A listener to my show was like, yes. I, you know, I'm, I, I'm a big fan and I would like to send you these tickets. And it was really cool. He so, sent you tickets. Yes. You don't have to go with him. Uh, no, he sent them to me from a remote location. He's All hiding right. somewhere in the woods. All right. And Temple of the Dog tickets for Los Angeles <laughs> and send them to me. And I've asked four people to go with me and all politely declined, which was nice. So who are you going with? Probably me. Probably just solo. What? Yes. Is it the forum? It is. Yeah. Matt and I wanted to go. Uh, we said if they ever came to uh, L.A., we would go to see that show. But then... Uh, our uh, residency at Flappers, so yeah. we cannot... Uh, Which I wanted to go to because Lisa Loeb is on. That's exactly and I'm, right. I'm pissed, yeah, because I mean, I, I was doing the other show. And well, a buddy I, of yours could get you two tickets for that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I asked Loeb to go to Temple what, of the Dog. What leave time guest does list. the dog come on? Uh, I can imagine they're, they're at 9.30. Yeah. Right? Uh, is there an opening outfit? Oh, boy, I don't know. Mud Honey. <laughs> right? <laughs> Who would it be? Right. It's got to be somebody from that Sludge. era. Yeah. Tad. Yeah. Now, uh, now, it's basically Chris Cornell fronting Pearl Jam, right? Isn't that what that is? It should be. Yeah. And, in, and I'm, I'm hoping for it being in Los Angeles, so it drawing a bunch of people. Because I mean, I've seen Pearl Jam when Cornell came out and joined them on stage here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did, you know, Hungry on, on stage at a Pearl Jam show. So I'm, I'm hoping for special guests. Yeah. Uh, because I... You know, I had tickets to see Foo Fighters at, at Dave Grohl's birthday show last well, year. Well, that was, yeah, that was crazy. And I, when I gave, the, the night of, I went, I opted, I was like, I did the adult thing for the first time in my entire life. I go, you know what? A guy asked me to work a shift for him, and I'm like, you know what? I need the cash. And uh, I, I mean, I, uh, you know what? I can do that. It's fine. And so I, I sold the tickets, and I didn't go. And uh, I gave him to Graham. Graham bought him. And uh, the opening, I'm on Twitter, I'm reading along, and Paul Stanley joins, he comes out for the first song. Paul Stanley and David Lee Roth in the same building. Right. And they sang and Jack Black and Tenacious D and Slash and fucking everybody. I had tickets. I had like literally in like eighth row and I, I got I got rid of them because I was a grown up. The one time in my life, Jim, I did a grown up thing. You know what? I think it's better. Eighth row is too close. You would hurt your neck. <laughs> Certainly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I needed that one hundred and fourteen dollars I made that <laughs> night. Christ. But you made money from the tickets that you sold as well. But I paid money for the tickets. Oh, right. Jim. Yeah, I sold them game face value to a friend. Oh, yeah. which I found a loophole, by the way. Yeah, it was. Um the weirdest thing, and I don't know if Ticketmaster's fixed it. Like I, I uh, you know, I got I downloaded the tickets and it had the the square, you know, the thing they scan on your phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just I texted those to Graham and he used them. I, I like, like you took a picture of it and texted yeah. it in the picture and yeah. it worked. Yes, and it worked Whoa. for him to get in the building. Well, I think they, I think you could do that, but if you're the first one in, then it neutralizes the other. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Really? Yeah. You're already in. Like that happened when we went to uh, we bought tickets on StubHub for Annie. And uh, they said, "Oh no, these, somebody's already in with these seats." I'm like, "Oh, isn't that right?" I can't. <laughs> I can't tell you how paranoid I was about that going to see Hamilton because, like, so we went to Chicago for a show, and I got tickets to Hamilton in Chicago. Oh, I saw you all dressed and, up. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I like, but the entire time we like we had to get a very early flight to get there and then we had to like get from rosemont like we had to check into the hotel take the train all the way in and it was like stressful to like just be like we we all we need to do is get there but then in my back of my mind i was like if we get there and these fucking tickets that just i got them on tick pick or whatever 
and they just mailed two tickets. I'm like, I don't know if these are real or not. I just kept imagining like getting to the door and be like, no, sir. Like <laughs> after all that, imagine like it was just, I was, there was so much dread. So like the, the moment when she scanned it, there was, the relief was insane. I was I, just like, I've never felt that wave of relief so strongly. Nice. It was crazy. Ever since the Annie situation, which is yeah. what we referred to it. Uh, oh, sure. yeah, it's tragic. Uh, I feel the same way whenever I do a stub hub or something. It's yeah. like, Okay, here we go. And then, okay, now we could breathe. Yeah. Now I have a question. What is Hamilton? <laughs> oh, Mike, it's a very successful yeah. uh, show. Uh, as we learned in, in uh, Chicago, that's uh, foreshadowing. I can't get into that bit. I apologize. <laughs> You'll hear it on uh, the next, next week. With the, uh, when I saw Hedwig on Saturday, the couple in front of me screwed up and they, uh, they had tickets for the two o'clock. Oh. And then when they uh, went to get scanned, the guy's like, no, these aren't good. These aren't good. And then they looked and it's like, oh, shit. And the guy goes, you might be able to talk to the box office. Yeah. And then sure enough, I saw him inside. So they, oh, oh good. good. Luckily, okay. they worked it out. But that was yeah. Hedwig. Terrific. Yeah. I saw it twice in one week. No way. Like uh, on your own dime, you paid twice or? Yes. Something? Oh, nice. Wow. That's good stuff. Yeah. I went with Danielle and then uh, Saturday night, Danielle had plans and I was just sitting there. I, go, I said, you know what? I'm going to go see this again. Nice. No, I, I mean, I love, I love the movie. I love the soundtrack. I love all of it. So, I mean, is that John Cameron Mitchell? Is that the dude's name? Yeah, it's so good. It's uh, what fascinates me. What I said on this very program last week, Mike. Uh, I love musicals and I love classic rock. Why the fuck did I know anything about this show? <laughs> yeah, it's phenomenal. It was this thing I, when I found out about it too, I was just I, I, again years ago, and I then saw the movie, and I just sat there just going, "This is the greatest." It's like how I felt when I saw the. Uh, what was the movie with Tom Cruise and and uh, it was oh, hard Rock, of was Rock, Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages. I was with I was just with Siegel in a hotel room in Portland. We we're at Bridgetown at the, at the comedy festival, and he turns it on. It's on Showtime. I see ten minutes of it, and I literally I, I literally run on Facebook. Who who are you people who have not told me about this? Why did I not know this existed? It's they wrote it for me. I mean, I watched it. And I'm like Jesus Christ. Christ. Horrible. Well, yes, like I just said, they wrote it for me. <laughs> so, did you see? It? Did you ever see that live show? Uh, no, I have not. Because I know, I know Christian, our, our friend uh, Christian Marulis, or who's that guy from American Idol? Uh, he was the first guy, right? Or which is a reminder, Constantine. I saw Constantine. Walking Down Vine. Uh, yes, recently. that was a very okay. exciting star setting of yours. <laughs> we all played a guessing game. At the end of it, we just sat here wondering why we did that. Yep. <laughs> Are you a Rocky Horror guy? No, I hate it. You hate it? Hey, I literally hate it. What I kind of do too because yes. that's like because that's also like rocking and then uh, and uh, musical. But, but there's something about it that it's the, the the pride on the faces of the people who are singing along just kills it for me. <laughs> like I saw it in high school with like a bunch of kids that I went to school with and. It just like they were so excited, it, you know, theater kids. It's right. always theater kids who are jumping up on the couch and belting it out. Sure. I'm just like, I can't enjoy this this way. Like, maybe if I had gotten in on it when I was 10, I would have been able to like <laughs> right. plug in. Young but. Matt Belknap getting hit in the head with toast, <laughs> just furious. And you like it. Oh, I love it. Oh, my Christ. Yeah. It was you one like of those things. the songs. You like the It's not good. Story. When I was a kid. Well, no, it's it's not good. Clearly. And the, the, like, the music isn't good, right? No, the music's fantastic. Hot oh, patootie. I love it. I Bless my soul. Agree. But I, but but the, the, you know what's funny, though? Because I just watched. The reason I asked, because I just saw the one the Fox did. The, that Fox did. The Fox. You know the Fox did. Oh, the live thing. Yeah. No one really talked about that. That was weird. It kind of I'd love to. Thank you. you. Okay. You know, that's why, right? <laughs> no because <more>. it sucks. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. Your thoughts? Uh, the, the one on Fox was terrifyingly bad. Was it bad? It was so grim. And the weirdest thing is. Adam Lambert's in it, okay? Who I like, right? But so they cast the uh, uh, Laverne Cox, right? She's yeah. from, I guess, Orange is the New Black or something like yeah, that, yeah. yeah. And because she's a transgender, and I guess she's famous or whatever, they make her Frankfurter. But they, ah, guess what? He's a transvestite, transsexual, transgender, and she's a transgender. Good for you. 
Adam Lambert, how is he not Frankenfurter? How, how is he not in this movie? They make him the meatloaf guy. Because the meatloaf is the only yeah. shot of masculinity in the arm in the entire film. He comes rolling in with a fucking, you know, he's on a microphone, uh, a motorcycle with a saxophone, and he sings, and he kind of, he's, he's kind of a malevolent presence in the moment. Uh, and Adam Lambert has no masculine presence whatsoever, right. and he's singing, you know, because again, Hot Patootie, Bless My Soul, Mas- Meatloaf sings it in a masculine fashion, but Adam Lambert, of course, camps it up. Even though he's trying not to, he he can't help it. The no, guy's a walking we, eyelash. Right. I mean, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he tried the best he could, but it was like, what a waste to put him in that role. Yeah. It was so strange. Yeah. And there's well, there's one person who's so bad in it. And then I read the reviews after, and everybody's talking about how she's the best thing in it. And I went, oh, you're so wrong. You guys missed the whole point. You missed it. Um, but I love the original movie. I went, I, I loved it because... You remember Channel 44 in Chicago? Absolutely. Of course you do, WSNS. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) They would play the White Sox games. They did. And they also had a video show that would show uh, the stuff from GCI. Like MTV was all white. But I would see the the rap stuff and mm-hmm. and you know Shalimar and people like that on uh, on Channel Forty Four mm. because that's what the kids in Chicago would get to watch and it was so it was more urban. Well, they for some reason they would play the Time Warp video right from the movie, right from when Riff Raff opens the door and then the dan- and everything happens. And I became fascinated with it then watching that. And I go, I got to see this. I, I would and I would so I was predetermined to like it I from see. the jump because as a kid I saw it and I was fascinated by it. And then I saw the movie and it is terrible. But it doesn't matter because Tim Curry is the greatest thing in the world in it. I mean, he just and, and he had he literally has one scene where he just kind of looks at the camera and he raises an eyebrow and it destroys anything Laverne Cox did in two hours, three hours on Fox. It's just such a mess when they take something that's iconic and they try to make it popular. It was a mess. It was really bad. Yeah, but I thought you would love it because it's a, again. Did you ever even give the soundtrack a chance to even care? I, I can't. I just can't. There's something about it. Yeah. In fact, I think that's why I never investigated Hedwig because I was under the impression right it had the same yeah, vibe yeah. that people would be uh, I, I kind of feel the same way dancing and and, and bullshit and what a right. Jimmy oh it is dancing and bullshit You're, there's no doubt that's what it is but Tim Curry salvages it you know and 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 I mean he again everything he does in it is perfect every motion every step every word he says and then Laverne Cox is trying he does look, Tim Curry has this way of talking where it, it sounds like he's got his tongue in a vice I don't I don't know how to explain it but, yeah I was just a little bro he says down like I, and I don't even know how he's doing it but then Laverne Cox tries to ape it and you're like what the fuck are you doing because again she's trying to knock off the accents like don't try that that's iconic make it yours uh, and so that and that takes you out of it completely but there's no winning like if you're trying you're taking a thing that's high camp it's terrible it wasn't terrible on purpose like they <laughs> right. didn't mean to make a shitty movie they just they had made a shitty movie and then people embraced it yes so when you set out to and, that, and then it becomes a phenomenon when you set out to recreate it there's no there's no path to success like you could do it well and people would be like that's no this sucks that you totally missed the point of what's good about it yeah. but if you could do it camp then people are like well you're just trying to be like them and you can never be like them it's like what are you like why even bother trying you're it's exactly so, right so that's why it was a mistake to do it because i mean did you see the live grease thing loved it yeah it was so great fantastic and, and it was just fun and it reminded me of when you were kids when you would there would be a three hour like 10 commandments would be on for three hours and again there wasn't ch- small attention spans you were just like i'm in i'm invested in this i watched it with jill it was the greatest because they got like that that's a show that a million different casts have done. And it's like, yes, the movie is sacred to people and they did some nods to it. But basically, we're OK. I think we're all OK with seeing different people in those parts. Of course. And like the songs are fucking um, amazing. Iconic. As, as long as you do the song and they got really talented people to perform it. So it's like I'm getting great singers singing great songs. That's all I need. Yeah. And Greece is iconic to such a large group of people. Yeah. Rocky is is such is iconic to a tiny group of people. <laughs> right. And now you're trying to kind of cross the bridge and make it. 
accessible to the larger groups? Well, they, they've right. already said they didn't like it. I mean, they clearly. And if they did like it, it, then something went wrong because it's not supposed <laughs> exactly, to be embraced. Exactly. Like, it's that's, not for that, them. That would ruin it. Like, you have to keep it in this little thing. Like, right. I, God bless you for loving it, but like, I can't join your cult. Like, I just, <laughs> that's wrong with I'm that. not coming. Like, yeah. But it's, I'm surprised because I thought you would because you, nope. you're, you're that thing. Hate it. <laughs> right i think uh, you know as, I, I, that was one of the first things that was my one of my first uh exposures to camp and i was just like i don't know what to do with this i fucking hate it i <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable it makes me like i i don't know what to feel like i just need to i want to get away from it like, <laughs> like it's not good but it's also clearly doesn't give a shit that but it's it, not good you know what though it did its job then honestly yeah, yeah, because, no, I agree. I, 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 garen watches that movie and he has all those feelings but positively <laughs> let's check in with garen. Garen, Cockrell. garen do you like rocky horror i have never seen it holy shit you're gonna get your gay card revoked right now i've seen parts of it and mike's 100 right tim curry's uh, he's iconic in that role it's a revelation like you could just take his parts i'll tell you in advance you're gonna hate it (laughs) it's horrible I feel like I'm not going to enjoy it. Which no, is you're going with an open it's, mind. It, <laughs> <laughs> it, it fucking sucks. And if you think otherwise, you're wrong. I, mean, you're right. I do like some of the songs. I like Time Warp and Ugh. everything. But Dude, awful. go go for the experience. Because then I, I, you know, like I said, I... Experience I, sucked. It's horrible. But that's, he has to, if he's singing for the first time, he has to see it like that. Oh. Don't rent it. Don't watch it in your house because you'll go, this is awful. But if you go live, you'll go, this is awful, but at least I got free toast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's But that's the dilemma. It's like, do you want to be in a room full of people who are crazy zealots? And you're just sitting there like, why is everyone doing what they're I, doing? Like, no, I, I don't. I mean, I hear you. I watched, I went, the first time I went, I went to Encinitas at a midnight movie. Again, a movie, I was, I, and uh, it was this cavernous old theater. So it really lent itself to it. And, and it was actually a feeble turnout. There's probably only like 30 people there. Great. And, and they're all doing the same thing and they're doing oh, the great. dance and they're throwing the stuff. And, but it's still the vibe was there. I liked it and I yeah. loved, I loved the movie. I was on board with it. By the way, in the abstract, I can't tell you how much I love the idea of a movie that runs forever and people participate. In right. It. That's the coolest thing of all time. Yeah. I just wish, <laughs> I wish I could get on board with it. Which was something <laughs> that I was interested in, you know, yeah. cause that's great. But guarantee it. Like go go down to the uh, what's that joint in Santa Monica? The yeah, shows they, every week. They new do it every art. week. Exactly. Every that's a whatever. midnight, huh? The new, new art? art. Yeah, it's yeah. new art. Like midnight every every Saturday, I believe. So go once. Yeah, you got to do it once. Yeah. I, I admit I didn't see it in a theater. I saw it on video with a bunch of people in Sounds a room, horrible. and that was horrible. <laughs> they weren't throwing toast, but they were doing all the shit, and I was like, I can't Pass. do this. Yeah, I went to see uh, at Comic Con once. They did a viewing of the musical episode of Buffy. And people were up out of their seats, dancing and singing along. I have a huge fan of that show. Uncomfortable. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. I was like, what, what's, what is happening? This one guy was, I can't even describe it. He was, it's as if he was performing at Carnegie Hall. I'm like, I'm trying to watch the show. Shut the fuck <laughs> yeah. up. That's I how I how felt. that would work. There's a scene in the, in the movie Velvet Goldmine. And uh, which is a great movie, and it's basically the story of David Bowie and Iggy Pop, but told diff- you know through different characters. And uh, Christian Bale plays a character, and he's a he becomes a reporter, and he looks back on the glam scene, but he was a glam kid. And there's a great scene where he's in his house, and the the character that Ewan McGregor plays is on television, or, or Jonathan Reese Myers possibly. And Christian Bale jumps up, and he looks at his parents, and he points to the TV, and he goes, "That's me! That's me!" And that's that dude singing at the Buffy thing. I know he. Well, the second he saw that Buffy thing air, he just went, uh, "That's it! Here we go!" And he just, you know, he, he fucking took off his shirt and he put on some panties or whatever he wanted to do with himself. Yeah. He saw the one thing that that flipped it and went, "This is me!" And so every time that plays somewhere, he's going to go and stand on a chair and belt it, whether he looks stupid or not. He's found the thing 
to love, and that's kind of amazing. I, I agree. I think we've all felt that way about things, but we don't all stand up on the chair and do it. You know what I mean? Like we, no, we, we all cross our arms and go, who's that idiot on the chair? <laughs> well, you could enjoy something and, you know, belt it out in your car. I don't know. I mean, I admit when I saw Hamilton, I wanted to sing along to the entire thing right? and it was not, that's no, was not well, acceptable or appropriate true. to do in that, in that <laughs> setting. So I didn't, but I, I was said little... this yesterday to my young boy, Oliver. Yeah. Uh, Cause we're seeing Hamilton uh, Tuesday. Yeah. Has yeah. he seen it? No, we're going to Chicago oh. to see it. Oh, amazing. And uh, he's like, so dad, did we sing along? And I go, you know, he goes, I said, no, he goes, oh, it's going to be hard not to sing along. Yeah. And I said, and then we were talking about how I bet you in 10 years they will have the sing along. That's what I'm waiting that. for. Yeah. And where, not right? even like I, I, I am very excited for the day when there are productions where people are there because I to me, it's a concert that tells a story. And yeah. like when you're at a concert and you're into the music, you want to sing along. You want it to be loud enough that it doesn't matter that you sing along. So you're not ruining it for anybody else. Yeah. And that's that's the level of the music. It's that's how that's what it evokes but yet you have to sit there with your hands in your lap and just enjoy it i will say tell him this at least because i wish i had done this when they at the end of my shot when you know when he's like everybody say oh 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 i think that is acceptable i didn't do it and no one else around me was doing it but if if they're doing a call and response i don't think that's a call and response it's a call and response to the people on stage i think you can i munish told me that in new york people respond when they do then that they shouldn't shut the fuck up it's the theater well <laughs> tighten your thing. ass god and enjoy yourself <laughs> suck down your gimlet and yes. enjoy the show enough of the bullshit we're not this is a rocky horror i don't i don't want the thing this was like, is the theater i didn't want to ruin it for anybody else but like i think that would make people enjoy it more if everybody felt free to do that disagree I think that should be encouraged. Disagree. They should put a note in the program. I just I made my point clear. I'm going to say it a third time. Disagree. Uh, can I? Can I, e- can I email Oliver and tell him? <laughs> oh, stay away from. Me. Well, just you know, go to the house, walk up to the Tesla, knock on the window. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> um, I I'm uh, I've been touched by the Hamilton phenomenon and that I know what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, my friend, I know my friend, our friend Brian Noonan. Uh, told me as he drove cross country, uh, his his daughter was like, "Can we play this?" And he's like, "Nah, okay." And literally, that's all they play. Yes, back and forth, and they could not stop. And he's yep. obsessed with it as you as you are as well. Mm. I have to be right. Can I buy the soundtrack and just yeah. enjoy that and jump in from that oh, without yeah. seeing the show? That's what we did. That's what we did. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, the, the only the only caveat bring is, me on on Hamilton board. I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, my only caveat is that like if if you start listening to it, you will listen to it. And exclusively for as long as it takes until you are able to go see it live. And I do think that that at a certain point actually detracts from the live experience slightly because it's going to be so in your head that you again, like you're going to want to be singing along. I would say like if you can do it, if you can have the uh, the restraint, listen to it a couple times. If you're really into it, spend whatever it costs to go see it so that you're you're familiar, but you're not you're not like you don't have the lines in your head as okay. they're singing it. Cause I think it's hard when it's so in your head, it's hard to just immerse yourself in the story of it while you're sitting there watching. Well, it was funny cause Jill and I were in New York and we wanted to, we were going to go see it dry. Like we just, we were like, we hadn't, we had no touchstone with it at all. So I right. went and looked at ticket prices and they were, I mean, it was mm-hmm. like at eight fifty for the matinee, right, right. you know, so I mean, there was no chance, but the thing that fascinates me about this is again, hearing so much of it from you guys who love it and other people I know who love it. Uh, in this era of, of Twitter and Facebook and, and uh, immediate backlash, I've heard none. Like, I literally have heard no one yeah. who went, well, it's this or it's not that no. great. I've It has been this universal tsunami of praise yeah. for this thing. I got and a so, little uh, on this show. I will say that I got a little Hamilton out. OK, that's the most I'll say that of a backlash. It's like I, I need to take a break from this. And 
I'm tired of hearing everybody talk about how great it is. Well, I, I love I, that guy. Like, I mean, again, I know I know nothing about it. I don't know who where Lin Manuel came from or Manuel, whatever his name is. Uh, you know, I saw on Twitter when he had it, the, just the very fact that his McDonald's work tag was his as avatar on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Somebody made that for him. Did they? Yeah. Damn it! I, I to me because again, I, I literally knowing nothing about him, I was like, that's a beautiful like commentary on everything. Um, but he. Even he is a guy who you'd seem that you would get really sick of quick. And, uh, and I, every time I've seen him and I've heard him talk, he's just this relentlessly happy, positive man who's created a, an unbelievable cultural touchstone and knows it and is proud of it. He's not, he's not, you know, doesn't have his fingers in his suspenders snapping him and like, I don't, I don't know why he's in a politician from Louisiana. <laughs> but, uh, he's not that guy. You know what I mean? He's a barbershop quartet. That's <laughs> his next show. He just is a guy who, who seems grounded and, and happy and knows that what he has created is loved. Yeah, he's on an incredible ride. I think the weird thing is, like, when you have a hit Broadway show, you're still nobody to almost the entire country. Sure. (laughs) Like, so that kind of keeps you... Uh, it, it keeps something uh, as opposed to if you're in the biggest movie of all time, you're immediately like your life is over. Right. Like it, but he can walk around most places like uh, he doesn't. Uh, oh, I think he can walk. puts a ball cap on, walks yeah. wherever he wants. And right. no, nobody's going. Right. So like in the world, Hell, even of, the picture of me w- with him, it's like that looks like Elliot. Like, right. <laughs> that guy can walk anywhere. Right. He's also. Yeah. He's a bit kind of a regular looking guy. Like and where did you like, meet? You met him here in New York. My, my wife and I went to New York. We saw it on Broadway. And, and I, you saw it with Lynn manuel the him. Yeah, we went, okay. we went uh, backstage after the show. Whoa. And we made a couple of peers saying hello to each other, that sort of thing. Is that a JRB thing helping you out? Who, who got you back there? I, this is not important. All what right. Happens, but what <laughs> I right. did is I got back there and I said hello to him. He was very thrilled. I got My buddy Weird Al was also backstage that day, which made all the difference in the world, truth be told. Thank Christ he was there. <laughs> um, See, I love the idea of you backstage while it's happening. Because, I, I, again, I have this idea where they're just... Because I, I saw the set piece. All I saw was the thing at the Grammys or whatever. Yeah. Where it's like, don't miss your shot. And they're going up and down the staircases and stuff. And it's like... Yeah, da, 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 da. And all of a sudden, it just stops. And then you just... One. <laughs> Singular <laughs> sensation. Like, walk out on stage. Just like, hi, I'm Jimmy Pardo. I, I wasn't backstage during the show. I was in <laughs> oh, the audience. I love the idea of you just in the wings just going, I gotta, get a, I gotta be a part of this. <laughs> I, part I of love it. this. One. I walk out... <laughs> That'd be perfect. Tap dance out like Michigan J. Frog or they something. Tackle me. Straw hat. No, they love you. Are you oh. kidding me? No, they would not have. Isn't there a shooting in this play? That's a good time for it. If you walk out on stage. Oh man, yeah, that's yeah. like a that's like a, a John Malkovich thriller. <laughs> Guy plans an assassination at Hamilton when the gun goes off. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, well, Mike. I know you're against uh, Trump. Maybe you invite him to the theater. <laughs> he'll, he'll go. Why not? He'll go. He's in New York. He's not going to move into the White House. If you literally, I just thought about this the other day because that fucking guy. Again, he's been a part of our lives unfortunately since like 1992 when I started reading Spy Magazine and they called him a short-fingered vulgarian. I'm like, who's this ridiculous <laughs> idiot? And now he runs the show. Um, I, I don't. I've only seen him smile twice in my life. Twice. Twice. And, and once and with a ever, taco bowl, and and <laughs> once in an elevator the other day. And have That's you it. ever seen him laugh? No. Like, have you ever seen That's him like the, really? You don't see him for laugh. real no. laugh. Because the truth is, like when he smiles, uh, he looks like a completely different person. He yeah. looks like a guy like. Well, he doesn't look all that evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like like his picture when they do the presidential picture and he's and he'll smile. He's got nice white teeth. It's not a bad smile. Yeah. Right. But you're right. You don't see him. He smile. never ever smiles unless yeah. it's a picture with like when he takes pictures. He does the. Yeah, that's why I'm saying the picture in the elevator the yeah, other day. It's yeah. like this, and it's so it made me laugh. He's in there with some other, uh, you know, oligarch, and, and they're and they're just in, <laughs> in a, a gold elevator. elevator. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the, there's your champion of the underclass, <laughs> that guy with you know he, he's got his tie off. Like Hillary's elite. Oh, sure, and of she's she an elite and doesn't understand the common person. I'm voting for Donald Trump. He gets me. Yeah, he totally gets. Yeah, me. he's shitting on a gold toilet. You yeah, dumb fuck. He slaps his son in the face just like I do. <laughs> well, that happens to be true. 
but Hamilton's great. You should really check it out. <laughs> well, it's history, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, you will, you will love. Good, it. I'm excited. There's I figure no I will. I mean, because I, I, I'm a musical guy, and I yeah. love that kind of stuff, and, uh, I and predict- I'm a rap guy. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing I saw, and I was mesmerized by all the moving parts. Just at the thing I saw at the Grammys or whatever it was, or it was a Colbert. Where they had I, literally well, like eight thousand yeah. people doing it. it yeah, was no, brilliant. it was probably the Grammys. They okay. did the opening number. Colbert introduced it. Right, right. That's right. Okay, yeah, so good. Yeah. And then also at the Tonys. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, if you saw the Tonys. That's not for me. <laughs> this year, this year it was. <laughs> well, was this, this year, really? Because it was because it was all Hamilton. It was Hamilton School of Rock. Uh, yeah. uh, the Steve Martin one. Color Purple one that. Oh, one. That bright shining star, whatever Steve Martin did. Uh, I heard good things about that. That play, it's, uh, but again, it got caught in the Hamilton backwash. Yeah, it's yeah. like uh, my friend uh, Danny Burstein with the Fiddler. Okay, we are not friends. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. I'm new to all this. You, 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 you own me. I know Danny. I've met Danny several times. He's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's Steve Hollander's best friend. Does he talk to Woodward anymore? Or? <laughs> now that's hurtful. What? Because it's bursting. Oh, I apologize. There's no end. Oh, <laughs> okay. Or, am I mispronouncing the other guy? Does that guy not have an end too? No, no, it's Bernstein. No, it's Woodward Bernstein. And Bernstein. Woodward and Bernstein. Yeah. Thank Christ. Yeah. It's actually, it's also. But we need them now, huh? Is oh, it Bernstein? More than ever, Mike. <laughs> they can totally get to the bottom of everything and be ignored. That'd be yeah. fantastic. It'd be awesome if they cracked this story that no one cares yeah. about. Everybody, you know what? Here's the funny thing what you just said. Everybody's at the bottom of it. Right. Yeah. We, all, we all are at the we bottom. Got, we all see what's happening. And it doesn't matter. The, yeah, we got to yeah. the, like, like, like John Oliver said, we got to the bottom, then we went out the other side oh exactly. into the stratosphere, like floating through space. That's yeah. how low we went. You could put a fucking story, literally, that Trump is a gibbon with the bust of an Incan on his head in a suit. And everybody's like, yeah, cool. I voted for him. I love him. Big fan. Yeah, he's going to change his country. Make him great again. Make, oh, of course he is. Look at my hat. You know, the last eight years have been horrible. Maybe, is it, for, it's got to be for some people, right? It's because of the black guy. Like the last 50 they years have been horrible the black for guy, some dude. people. These people see a country that's leaving them, and they don't realize nobody's bringing it back. I, I, you know, I can't, like, he's going to get in there now and what, roll up his sleeves, Rosie the Riveter style, and convince Steel to stay in this country? Well, get that's the fuck out of here. The, it's like these people are easy to bring these jobs back. It's like, Technology, it's not, life moves on. Yes, right. there are jobs that become obsolete. Just yes. because you voted for this guy doesn't mean he's going to bring jobs back that aren't needed anymore. Exactly, right. you've been replaced by Chinese infants. Deal with it. There's nothing you can do about it. Well, there's something you can't even it. use an iPad, let alone fucking build one. All right, <laughs> I don't need you whining about this. These are the, the, the views of Michael Glenn Schmidt, a vote for the forty-year-old boy. <laughs> I urge you to listen to Hamilton. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> I cannot wait. I'm excited. Well, a perfect form of escape. Speaking of escape, Mike Schmidt is here. That means we play a game. We uh, play a game. All right. I'll, we, yeah, I got to. Do I get to win a Tatino's tracksuit? Uh, no, that, was, that was a one time only. That was awesome. That was a one and done. And again, we uh, Pat and I talked about it after. We were just like, this suit is ridiculous. It's oversized. It's unbelievable. It would never fit any human being. That dude puts it on in a second. How you doing? He's like posing down. It fit him perfect. It actually looked great. How did you Because he put it on like two other layers. Like, that, I don't kinda, care. Like, he looked good. Why, yeah, it was great. God bless him. The, I just, it's like he was Nietzsche's pizza roll Superman. <laughs> Here we go. All right, now I gotta be honest. I've only seen this play like a couple. Stop talking. Mindy. All right, that's the great Mike uh... Henry. Thank you, Jesus. Mike, Mike had some funny uh, tweets over. We were just talking about your tweet about uh, uh, Hillary should. Um... Oh, conceded by email. Conceded by email. Yeah. Yeah. Great joke. And I wrote it and I was like, that's the funniest joke of the night. I'll fight anybody who said it isn't. <laughs> and then Pat Oswald commented on racism and got 40,000 tweets. 
<laughs> I like they're putting the cans on for this game. Well, I, so I got to play this, right? I got to I got to hear it, right? You don't need headphones. No, no. Damn it! No, right. <laughs> no but I appreciate your enthusiasm. <laughs> I was so ready. I thought there's some hints. Wait, we're playing the theme song was there. Get the headphones. <laughs> play it seven. Let's go. Get it up. You need the headphones for the theme song, but that's, oh, that's what I heard. The, the theme song is not have important. Oh, hang on. Stretch it out. It's always important to stretch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not tired. Time's at three o'clock. Doing all right. <laughs> you got to be somewhere. We're doing a show tonight. I got an eight o'clock show. You know what? I at what point do you just replace yourself with a hologram? Honestly, <laughs> is it possible? You are yawning and leaning and just and going. Oh, I'm giving a hundred percent. Fucking Garen. Uh, fucking Elliot. What's going on with Catholicism? <laughs> or the fuck? You missed the forty-five seconds where I used all my energy to rant about the motherfuckers telling me to put my big boy pants on. You missed that. Oh yeah. god. And so I was at. I, that was a real. That was like here it comes. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, I got a nap. Sorry, all my energy in this forty-five seconds of telling a guy to go fuck himself. Mm-hmm. Or not a guy, any of them yeah. telling us to get, get over this. You gotta get over this. You're lost. Quit whining. Nobody's whining, you assholes. No. We're concerned for all of We're us. We're concerned for all of us. Mm-hmm. We're concerned about hate. 70s movies, or 70s music, 80s music, 90s music. Mike, carry your options. All right. Some examples were one of matches gave it to you. Never not funny. Oh. Now that'd be interesting. Hmm. That'd be interesting. It would be, but all of my knowledge ends in 2007. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that happens. Dangerous. <laughs> I don't know. It might be fun to play it because we never have a chance to play it. I would it. be happy to play Can it. I and play if, it? I'm, if I'm woeful at it, give me another right, crack at you a, be a team. Round. I'll be a team. I'll jump in. All right, all right, but, then, but then we'll play for real with yeah, Mike. Yeah. This, right. this one's hard for me, too. There's just lots rough. of shit no, that and, and I And it's forget. just you shout it, and it's almost like a pyramid. Okay, cool. Okay, here we go. We're playing first time in the category, I think. I'm excited. I know we played guests once or twice. but You want to do guests or never not funny? Never not funny, Never of course. Not funny, yeah. Here it comes. What if Daryl Castle's an answer? <laughs> How up-to-date is your game? <laughs> the app is Here it sentient. Comes. Uh, oh, my God. You take a picture of this with uh, your phone, and you hold it. Selfie, Selfie stick. Yes. Uh, uh, I'm going to jerk off. What, what sound do I make when I'm Glug. done? Yes. Uh, Mike just wanted to put his on. Cans. Cans. Yes. Uh, it's the Asian show with uh, the sitcom. Uh, it's called... Oh, fresh off the boat. Yes. Uh, uh, it, when the earth moves... Earth it's under your feet. Yes. Uh, the name of my second CD is called Uno. Uh, no, uh, second uh, CD, Pompous Clown. Uh, yeah. Pompous Clown. Uh, a lizard, the old man lizard. Yep. <laughs> wow, we did pretty good. Twenty-three. That's good. I literally was going to say Mr. T and Tina for the Asian show. That's how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. T and Tina, awful. Oh. Those were uh, that was a pretty easy one. What were our low scores? Which ones did we take too long on? Uh, Fresh off the boat took some time. Yeah. And then Pompous Clown, because uh, my second one, Mike said Uno. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uno means one. That's right. Should have known that. That's right in the name. It's also a hell of a card game. Oh, Mike, one time I had a game. Oh, my God. It's amazing you bring this up one time. Seriously? This is after a show. Okay. I'm back there with the staff. Right. They're throwing nines and greens my way. <laughs> they saw you coming. They saw me coming. I didn't know what the hell happened. I was lucky to get out of there alive. Okay. If not for the shiv in my shoe. <laughs> Cut to me laughing for 10 minutes. <laughs> Thank Christ. <laughs> Thank Christ somebody was. <laughs> I just revisited Pompous Clown recently, and I uh, heard Mike laughing in the in the back of the room. Well, Mike's, Mike's there when we find Jerry. Immortalized. Yeah, yeah that's oh right. Oh, my God. I, I almost passed out that night. We found Jerry, Mike. I, I'm, I'm, dude, that's, that, you're peak of your powers on that in Pompous Clown. And, look, I've seen you be funny everywhere. But holy fuck that night. I mean, I remember just going. And uh, people looking at me. And and just kind of there was that thing that commiseration of this is happening this fucking guy is destroying it right and you're like yep and I couldn't stop I could not stop so great well thank you for that that's why they were rolling tape on that one yeah that clip's closed it's gone 
Really? Yeah. The uh, finished lap, lap stop. Is that what it was called? Yes. And where was that? Houston, Houston Texas. Yeah, yeah. Can I, that's tell, where can I tell the story? I've told it on my show, but I have to tell. Here we go. Michael so Glenn Schmidt now <laughs> telling a story from Houston, Texas. We get picked up in Houston, and uh, <laughs> there's a guy who's got to drive us to and from the airport and to and from the club, and uh, he's just a pill. I'm just a terrible person, young kid. Just, but he's, he smokes in his car, and so Jimmy and I are trapped, and we hate the guy. But uh, but it's that thing where it's just this awkward silence where I'm in the front seat because I'm fat, and Jimmy's in the back seat because uh, he doesn't want to be in the front seat. He's the talent. So we're driving, and this guy won't talk to us at all. So Jimmy and I are just kind of having random conversations at all to try to rope the guy in and say anything about local color or flavor right. nothing at all so finally we're driving and it's i think it's the third day and we're making this back and forth and uh, there's a strip mall and there's a, a store called nail time it's a it's a it's like a parlor where you can go get your nails done and uh this guy's ignoring us for the third day finally we come by the start the strip mall we're turning the corner and i just go stop and the guy hits the fucking brakes and he looks at me and i go nail time <laughs> 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 and we laugh and he, he hates I didn't think he could hate us more but literally he just like Yosemite Sam just like just kept driving oh, give me the dude. curly we laugh yeah he literally pulled the fuck god damn it oh just, I'm sorry it's one of my favorite moments with us not nail time he hit the brakes stop nail time beautiful I think you should have followed through on the bet and been like no I'm serious I need to go get my nails done you're waiting in the car please and he would have he would have had to that was his job Some, I'm sure he was an open mic guy looking for two minutes of stage time and shuttling got, around the talent he got it looked great funny guy oh sure that man's name Wyatt Cenac <laughs> you watching that show yet I haven't seen it yet but I'm very the excited to watch watched the first two episodes we liked it good yeah. stuff yeah hmm. who I'm created excited. it is it is Ken Tremendous Greg Daniels Greg Daniels okay yeah nice that's good. Wyatt Cenac is hysterical. Mm-hmm. He's good in this. Yeah, he's a funny dude. And uh, what's Brian Husky? Brian Husky's great. Oscar Nunez is great. Yeah, great cast. Anna Gasteyer. It's good. Nice. What's a lot of talent? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Full cast. <laughs> Full house. <laughs> greens and nines all night. <laughs> nines and greens, Matt. Nines and get and the greens. quote right. Sorry. Round of drinks here. Uh, all right, Mike. You know, here's your here's your actual categories. All right. Movies, TV shows, celebrities, music, sports, Broadway. 70s, 80s, love, 90s, 2000s. I do love Broadway, certainly. 70s music, 80s music, 90s music, 2000s music. Stand-ups. That might be fun. Ooh, stand-ups. stand-ups. You're a student Let's of the game. Let's do it. We haven't done it? Yeah. Let's we haven't done stand-ups. it. All right, here we go. I'm in. Because, again, everybody's going to pick 80s music and stuff, and that's because I want to win. Right. But let's pick stand-ups and have fun. This is rough, though. This is hard. Are you playing as a team or just strictly Mike? We've got to go team. Okay, we'll go team. Here we go. This is the tag team of Mike and Matt. In the morning. I got top billing. Here we go. I'm a, I'm a surprised by that. <laughs> Seems about right to me. I, was, I, was, I, felt, I felt like I had to comment on it. I'm like, geez, that's weird. <laughs> uh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, uh, he's passed away, uh, African-American comic from Chicago. Uh, uh, Bernie Mac. Yes. Uh, he's been on this show, uh, 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 Latino. Then he was on The Daily Show. Uh, oh, 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 Al Madrigal. Yes. Uh, this guy used to wear a clock around and not flavor flavor, but he was Taylor uh, Banks. No, the uh, African American comedian. Oh, uh, 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 oh, uh, damn it! Christ, uh, the biggest female comedian of all time right now. Oh, uh, Amy, uh, Amy Schumer. Schumer. Yes, uh, this guy hosts the Daily Show. John uh, Trevor Noah. Yes. Uh, I don't know why these people. Gilbert Godfrey. Yes. Uh, oh, Wolfberg. Boy. <laughs> uh, when your breath stinks, you put what in your mouth? A Tic Tac. Tums. Dan Mintz. Oh, Dan wow. Mintz. Whoa, look at Danny making way in there. Yeah. that's the. There's a lot of comics who it's like, how do you say who, who they are in three seconds? It's right. very hard. Uh, Al Madrigal, you ended up getting Cedric the Entertainer. There you did go. he wear a clock? Did he wear a clock? I don't think he did. I don't remember that. I swear to God he did. That was mm. one of his things. You're, you're thinking of Cedric the Clockwearer. 
Oh, damn it, I am. You're right. <laughs> Look up a picture of Cedric the Entertainer. Wearing clock. And, and clock, because mm-hmm. I swear to God he had a headshot at least. 15 is not bad. That's a tough category. Uh, Let's I'm, do that category again. Really? That's okay. a fun category, because mm-hmm. that's that's a tough one. I'm in a lobby for this. I don't know who's putting this together at all, but uh, I, can I somehow get into either the Never Not Funny category <laughs> or the stand-up category? I'm, I'm sure you're in both. both. Oh, good. You're Fantastic. definitely, yeah. I it's would love it. Travis, Travis Blaine is the Oh, yeah. The you're, you're, there's no question. TB, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mike, you just heard the, here we go. Same category. Same category. Second time in the category. Here we go. Stand-ups. That was a good Wolfberg, by the way, is it Gottfried? Very good Wolfberg. You too. You too. Brian Regan. Brian yes. Uh, uh, D- Dan Whitney plays a character. Larry uh, Cable Guy. Larry yes. Uh, hey, you put this in your mouth when your breath stinks. Dan, Dan Myth. Yes. Uh, this guy uh, drugs women and rapes them. Uh, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Yes. Uh, she uh, host Anderson, Champ. Anderson Cooper Anderson Cooper and she uh, host Kathy Griffin yes uh, uh, this guy's a big uh, pothead uh, and Mitch Hedberg. super nerd super nerd uh, uh, weird, weird beard weird beard weird beard uh, uh, damn it uh, oh uh, he loves music uh, uh, oh, Julian McCullough yes 21 wait who is the stoner with, with the weird beard pothead with the weird beard wait wait wait, wait, wait. and he's a super nerd give, give me a sec give me a sec nerd nerd rage nerd rage oh Brian Posehn yeah. oh boy damn it that's on me those were good though four, four is a four is a good number to get what was the score 21 what we got 21 Posehn gave us nothing Kathy that's, that's better than the time. last game though that's good. Yeah, doing great, guys. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Baby steps. Come on. It's the first time in the category. Yeah. First, uh, did you find that picture of Cedric with the clock? Of course he didn't. I think what he used to do is he used to hold the clock in your Photoshop real quick. <laughs> <laughs> he had a headshot with him and a clock. All right, we're playing yeah. that, that category one more time. Oh, boy, All right. Here we go. I like this category. That's a good one. Because it's fun to play with because yeah. you guys are the right guys to play it with. Yeah. Can't do this category with others. Yeah, yeah. Damn mints, damn mints, damn mints. <laughs> uh, uh, this guy was the goat boy. Uh, uh, Bridget Brewer. Yes. Uh, well, listen, I... Um, hey, what do you have? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Dan Whitney. Uh, the cable, the cable guy. Yes. Uh, uh, this, uh, Adam Sa- Sandler's uh, good buddy. Schneider? Schneider from, Spade? Uh, from, Schneider. From, from Minneapolis. Yes. Uh, uh, Asian woman with a... With a Margaret, Margaret Cho. Cho. Yes. Uh, he was on this show. He wore a Bluetooth. Oh, Sinbad. Yes. Uh, he is the... Uh, he's got a, he had his own show on... Uh, he's not with Mulaney on Broadway. Oh, Nick uh, Kroll. Yes. Nicole. 24. That was good. We oh, did good that very one. Nice. Keeper Sutherland. The sub. Give me oh, come on. High five Hagen. over there. You're oh, embarrassing sorry. him. It's outside of your I didn't see line it. of I just got this. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, did you find that picture? <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Let's go to another category then in this. By the way, Nick Is there Kroll. one with comedians with clocks? Is there possibly a <laughs> play that one? What do about you, Nick Kroll? Do you want to do never? Nick Kroll, I just, he's everywhere all of He's in that loving movie. Yeah, he's he also yeah. the voice in some movie animated movie where there's a there's a billboard on Lancashire with the animated oh it's that movie Sing oh yeah he is in that movie okay. that looks good has he been on here no that's good oh yeah, yeah. Crowley that Nick has absolutely yeah. nice we got them all except for Lin-Manuel Miranda alright you want to do Never Talk Funny Guests I think that's that's the toughest category I think because I don't like it's the same situation where it's like how do you describe this person quickly but well, it's all and, and this is even here. harder. But you know, but you know what's funny? I bet super fans would crush Never Not Funny Guests because they would know things that were said in those right. episodes. Yes. And they'd they, would, yes. they would drop you a quote I mean? and we'd be like, "What? Yeah, you all right, Elliot? I'm fine. What happened over there, buddy? No, just uh, stretching my neck. Lower back hurting? No, you just said neck. A little bit of neck. <laughs> what are you listening? <laughs> he just said what the problem was. <laughs> You're concerned, then you give him my your neck ears. hurts. Back? I, I, back thing? I appreciate your 53 percent concern. Oh, seems high. That's very high. <laughs> I saw them open for the uh, the polyphonic spree. Fifty three percent concern. Oh, they're fantastic. Good show, Mike. You know you're going to see a great show tonight. 
Mud honey in the By the way, uh, if, if 53% of America was concerned, we'd have a different president. <laughs> <laughs> she got 53. I know. Well, no, she didn't get 53. She got 50, 46.9. Any of these numbers make sense? Am I close at all? I don't know. We're doing guests? Yeah, here we go. Let's do it. This we is, this How is you... so fuck. How many guests have there been? Can you look that up? Do you have that spreadsheet handy, Garen? <laughs> <laughs> I know. We really do have a spreadsheet. Oh, actually, I can look at oh. it. I have it on my phone. How many different guests there? Like been? how many? Yeah, how many different people have been have guested? It's it's obviously this doesn't hundreds. include repeats. No, no, we're okay. talking. Who's your long, who's your most repeated guest? I think it was Pat. He was, Pat. he was on for a while. Well, he's he's technically a cast member essentially because he's on so much. You know, I mean, I, I well, you know what's funny because I know he's like your great friend, so I don't count him as a guest. It's the silliest. Yeah, thing. Um, but so, probably you though. You were on fifty nine episodes. True, but he but wasn't. Also, he wasn't a guest at that point. That's what I'm saying. Guests are you know In the people. Who, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> was he, he, was, he was, well, I, apparently I was shown the door like a guest. <laughs> Thank you for your service. <laughs> okay, so this list, let's see, it starts at number three, and I'm going to scroll all the way down. I see. How's the life stuff going? Fun. I'm so mad I right. haven't been able to get out. I mean, because again, when I see you guys at Podfest, it's so ridiculous. I mean, it just it's a full house, and uh, and and you know, you do 35 up top. Just you know, you're talking for 25, 30, which is brilliant. So you get to that little part where you're just seeing a stand up, yeah. And then and then the show starts. It's goddamn, it's great. Thank you. So fun. Yeah, it's fun stuff. It's fun. We're lucky. We. Uh, I'm I, mad I can't go to Flappers. God, Temple of the Dog. Come next month. I should. I will. Yeah. I can. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that that, that turn could turn. <laughs> it sounded so positive. Uh, 274 by. Wait a second. Uh, are you Oprah? No, no. She, but she would love that. <laughs> I was like, oh, she, yeah, that would blow Oprah's oh mind. Oh, my God. This good. Pardo's. <laughs> that's my Oprah impression. Rough. Tough girl. One time Oprah was on the show. And this is when she was just hosting that morning show in Chicago. Oh, right? sure. Oh, and you had her on? You had her out to Burbank? We were in early on Oprah. Interesting. That's exactly right. And uh, the other guest today was Robert Culp. Mm-hmm. I, I looked over at Robert Culp. We're sucking on Oprah's tit. <laughs> I heard he was. You get it. a mouthful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What'd you hear, Mike? I heard he was in early on Oprah. Robert Culp on that show. Well, he was in early. I'll tell you what, he was in early and late. And he both the back and the front door. Oh yeah. I spy with my little eye. Robert Culp gets the <laughs> tail. You ready? This is never that funny. Guest done. Tough category. Uh, he's a very angry Jew, stand-up comedian. Andy Kindler. Yes. Uh, he is uh, the last man on earth, star of that show. Uh, uh, Will, Will Forte. Forte. Yes. Uh, 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 oh, how do you? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I literally locked up. I <laughs> uh, plays keyboards at Park Gastelon. Wayne Fetterman. Wayne yes. Fetterman. Uh, my wife. Daniel Koenig. Yes. Uh, the only African-American female we've ever had on our show. Aisha Tyler. Yes. <laughs> Renee Banks. Uh, she is a sitcom writer, been on the show once, did Park Gastelon once, very sick. Oh, Tammy Sager. Yes. 22 points. And here's why. I oh, lock, well, well, I, Try to give it to us. Yeah, see yeah. if you can get it at all. Like, no time. Oh, uh, one of the hosts of Super Ego. Matt Gorley? No. Paul F.? Yes. <laughs> you locked up on Paul I F.? I locked How? up on Paul F. Wow. Because there was way too, mu- yeah, way like too your, much. Way too much. Your mind spins about, like, where to go. Way yeah. You could have just said Tide. <laughs> tide. Oh, my God. Tide. tide. Oh, dude. Suits. I, uh, that, Mustache. That, that clip came out. I, oh, I almost did a somersault. <laughs> Holy God. You guys <laughs> are so perfect together. Oh, thank you. He did all the heavy lifting. I sat here and laughed. Oh. I'll see you at home. My favorite part of that. Oh, that yeah. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> what was home. that? What part was that? <laughs> I'll see you at home when he's <laughs> pretending to talk to his agent. agent. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> see you at home. Uh, God damn it. 
Just a reminder to all the listeners, if you want to listen to any of those episodes, they're all on the Howl app. If you subscribe to Howl, you can hear all our back catalog archive episodes. Is that a nod to a Ginsburg? Is, that, is there going to be some beat poetry involved in my listening of No Not Funny on a Howl? <laughs> I thought that, too. I was like, I don't know if you want to name your app after a, uh, a, a guy who's a known member of NAMLA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, it's the name of the uh, Earwolf uh, premium app. I howl. See. Howl like the wolf. How hungry like the wolf. Yeah. Hungry like the wolf. Hungry like the wolf. Cha-cha. Bow, bow, bow. Listen, I'm not mad at you because uh, you uh, you haven't said four words this entire episode, so I don't blame you for wanting to say anything over there. <laughs> yeah, Elliot's unusually quiet. Yeah, what's wrong, buddy? You okay? No, I'm fine. I mean, Country's it's fine as a I tough can time. Be. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. In a funk like the rest of us? Mm-hmm. He's writing Cthulhu 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's improv. You don't write it. <laughs> That's what's happening in his head right now. <laughs> I was in an uptown funk uh, over the weekend. Uh, oh, were you? Boy. Yeah. Stop. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do in here. Listen to his new album uh, over the weekend. Is that good? Uh, Rick Astley's. Oh, oh yeah. that's not that's, that's not who that's anyone not thought you were talking to. Well, we, remember, we saw him do a cover. He of that. covers it. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy and I went to like a couple of straight men friends. Uh, friends would do. We went to a Rick Astley concert. He was at some hotel down in Los Angeles, right? He was at the Ace Hotel. Yeah, oh. beautiful theater. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's a nice place. Yeah. Um, and was it good? Was it, it was great? What does he do? Standards and torch songs and bullshit? No, he does his song. He's got like eight he, hits that you don't realize. Uh, you, you you remember two. two it turns absolutely. out he has eight of them. Really? And then uh, does a, three or four covers. I saw him cover ACDC online. That, he does right. that. The fucking, and he's on drums, right? Or something yeah, he plays yeah. drum. That's, what he, that's his closer. That's wow. how he comes out for the encore and does that at the end. That's good stuff. It's, yeah. And the new songs are great. Isn't this a weird town? You're just like, hey, let's go to that hotel ballroom and see Rick Astley play drums and sing ACDC. Like, yeah. such a, and this is the way it works in this town, anywhere. Yeah. You can pass some small theater and go, hey, let's go in there and see somebody famous working on their craft, doing some monologue. I mean, it's, 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 weird. it's a gift. Yeah, it's weird, but it's a it gift. It is a gift. If you want to do that stuff, I don't yeah. leave my fucking apartment, but I mean, everybody else, <laughs> go enjoy yourself. Take advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Mike, is it, can I quote you? Please. It's a gift. <laughs> it certainly is. Uh, well, Anger is a gift. It's certainly been a gift having you here today. Well, thank you for having me. that. I loved it. Uh, it, it, it was the, the perfect, perfect thing to come out the tail of my weird Rage Against the Machine reference that uh, was not going to go anywhere. I liked it. Oh, okay. I realized I did it right in the mic, but, but uh, Mike doesn't have cans on. He's the only guy who would have appreciated that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Underline only. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like a like a techno band from the eighties. Underline only. Like they're on tour with Kraftwerk. Somebody make a note of that. That'll be my other fantasy baseball team name. Underline only. <laughs> Underline only. <laughs> Underline only. Uh, Underline only. Like Underline only. Oh, that's uh, from Dreamgirls. One night only. Yeah. Is that what that's from? Yeah. I didn't remember. Yes. I remember I remember sitting in the my trailer. Yeah, sure. Talking to Did they just play the music from <laughs> Dream Girls in the trailers? They came in, they rehearsed. They uh-huh. said, "Ladies, come on in here. I, I would, I'd like to hear that in close quarters." The acoustics are so good in my trailer. <laughs> oh, it was so great to hear Jennifer Hudson just sing it right there. Beyonce, the, the girls, uh, being on set with those ladies was just an experience that I'll never forget. Did you run into them at all? You talk to them ever? Because Jennifer Hudson has fallen from Oscar to, hey, buy this blender. I like, know. I mean, it's, it's it's a shame. It's I mean, a shame because she is the greatest voice in the world. I mean, like, still amazing. Yeah. yeah. She, uh, the only thing that they laughed when I, because uh, they took a break from doing their big thing to, to shoot my scene. Yeah. And I was there from 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. Uh, and then we shot my thing like at 1130 at night. 
And it literally was, you know, the Crystal Ballroom is proud to present the dreams. It was that three times. Yeah. And what's that take? 45 seconds? Right. And I went, that's 13 hours of work right there, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and they laughed. Mm-hmm. And that was the only interaction I had. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jimmy. Uh, yes, question here. Is this uh, – I am opening up the showbiz question now Thank because you. of my experience on the set. <laughs> Go ahead. Is this related to Dreamgirls? Yes, yes, it is. Go right ahead. And, and I don't know if this has been covered before because I'm not sure that I've heard all the conversations about it. But do you think that perhaps that joke was why it got cut out? Well, listen, we all have thoughts on this. <laughs> if you, by the way, if you don't think that doesn't haunt me every fucking time this topic comes up, Elliot, you're nuts. Now, of course, that is not the reason. No, I'm sure it's not. But don't think that my head was like, do they think I'm ungrateful? Is that why they're coming out of the movie? No. <laughs> the real reason was that that was unnecessary. For it the was film. unnecessary. They didn't need it. They never needed it. They never they needed somehow it. Somehow didn't realize they didn't need it until after they shot it. Yeah, they certainly didn't need it with my lack of ability. To, to <laughs> well, no, I, I think anytime they say any. That's the rule in a movie. If you shoot something and it takes 45 seconds, cut it out. Right. That, this was unnecessary. Did not need it at it all. It did not need it. Yeah. It did not need it. So then the positive way to look at it is you got 11 hours worth of uh, craft, uh, crafty and... Uh, craft and services. Craft services and the ability to uh, to be on a stage and make a joke. Well, I got a terrific story about it. Yeah. And a personal concert from Jennifer Hudson and Beyonce in your trailer. Oh, it was nice of them to stop by. <laughs> just those ladies were just dynamite, Mike, and they deserve all the success they got. And, and back- let me ask you this. Do you have to open all the windows in the trailer before they sing because otherwise they will fucking destroy them and turn them into pebble glass? Absolutely. Annika Rose. What's her name? Annika? I can't. It was the third Nori. Girl. Annika Nori, Nori Rose. I did yeah. say hello to her and the make. We were getting our makeup done at the same time. Oh, okay. Now, if I'm not mistaken, they were all single ladies at that point, right? All the single ladies. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. I put your hands up. Up in the club. Club. Just broke up. Up. Doing my own damn I'm thing. I'm Got it to dip. From Palms, dip, California. That's Elliot Hogberg. Dip, not the thing. The 40-year-old boy, Mike Schmidt. My name is Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next time on The Podcast. Thank you, 47. Go on. Not forgotten. What you think? If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. Don't demand anything. Don't demand anything. If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. Oh, 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 oh. Oh oh oh! Whoa oh 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 oh! If you enjoy Never Not Funny, why not sign up for the Players Club? You get full video of every episode and an extra show every week when you become a member. Sign up now at podcast.com. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive producers Jimmy Pardo, Matt Belknap, Scott Ackerman, Adam Sachs, and Chris Bannon. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. In 1962, a mysterious strangler committed the first of 13 random murders, shocking Boston and the world. Who were these women, and why would anyone want to kill them? It was the largest manhunt in the city's history. What is Mary Sullivan's picture doing on the front page of the paper with the Boston Strangler? Fifty years later, the cases remain open. Stranglers, the new crime series from Earwolf. Subscribe now in iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play.